everybody. I'm Kiyoshi. Foster. Bobby Foster. <laughs> James Bond vibes. Let's go. Beveraji, Michael Beveraji. Y'all are so extra. I love it. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome to take away my mic. Let's go. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. I think they're looking for they're looking for a new bond, right? Bro, put, throw your hat in the ring, man. Oh yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? I'm a they said they didn't want Idris because he was getting too old. You know, I just turned 30. I'm right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's Give go. Give me one right. of those Marvel trainers. I'll be ready for it. Work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you, everybody, for coming back to the show. If you're new, welcome. We talk about all things pop culture, politics, life shit, man. How's everybody doing? I'm going to go first. Hey. Go for it. Not well. <laughs> you put up the protection mechanism. Listen, yeah. Being a woman comes with its challenges sometimes. You know, I'm experiencing those challenges. So just let me be today. My attitude is what it is. Nah, you're good. You're good. It's fine. Other than that, um, I, I worked with my trainer for the first time. My new trainer today. Got in a gym. I feel pretty nice. good. I'm, uh, I couldn't have conceptualized doing all of the things that I'm doing like right now a couple of months ago. So, so it feels good. Progress. I feel, I, yeah, man, so much personal progress over here, like every day. And um, I'm patting myself on the back, journaling, like really, really tapping in with myself. So this is a year of transformation to me. I told y'all that off camera, but it is. So anybody else Love who's it. in transformation mode, we got it. Oh, we yeah. in this bitch. <laughs> oh, facts. I, I feel like ever since the beginning of the year, I've been in physical therapy, you know, mental therapy. Um, I like the last three weeks, I haven't made any content whatsoever. I've just been reading and uh trying to decide like what I'm doing moving forward that feels right for me. Um, so I needed to take a little break to figure that out. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Just that personal transformation. Um, same thing, video games, getting ready for five. I talk about it every week, getting ready for final fantasy seven. Um, yes, sir. I watched the most tragic of all-star weekends for basketball this weekend. Oh, my God. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Michael also looks very um, disappointed. <laughs> oh, it was so bad. I haven't watched that. I don't, I don't watch that shit no more. I haven't watched it since Kobe left. There was a couple good ones after Kobe passed away because, because I think because it was because Kobe passed away. Because they were playing be for Kobe. Because they were playing exactly. for Kobe and the Kobe trophy. Which, by yeah. the way, it's the biggest insult in NBA history to name that stupid award after Kobe. They're not the, the award is worth it's worthless. It's worthless. I don't think it has to be. I don't think it has to be worthless. I agree it that happen. it is, but it's worthless huh? currently. Dame Lillard it got is. it because he got like thirty six points in an open gym. Yes, I agree. It's worthless right now. But I think <laughs> when Kobe was alive, with how he approached the All Star game, that can be a thing where it is semi competitive and it is just this like entertainment celebratory thing and not just like the uh, the thing that bothers me the most about it is none of these players even want to be there like that's what it's 
yeah, it's not even the competition and the defense and all that kind of stuff people talk about. They don't even want to be there. That's which the is def- just that's the difference. It used to be an honor, and it used to yeah, be, it used to be like this is a big deal. And you used to have people like Kobe who would go hard, and they used to call him a go hard. But now you watch now, and I bet everyone misses the old days. You used to have Kevin Garnett, who's a psychopath, and Tim Duncan, and just people that would just like like Allen Iverson, like some of the most competitive people of all time that would take the All-Star game really seriously because it mattered who won. And there's no, I don't even, the only All-Star, like NHL football, no one even talks about the Pro Bowl. Like the MLB All-Star game still matters, but that's because you can't really fake that kind of competition the way they play that sport. But like basketball, All-Star, I used to, me, shout out to Paul, my best friend. We used to, record every single all-star game starting in 96 when we both started getting into it and we both met each other up until like 2003 or four um we used to record every all-star game on vhs every single one for like almost 10 straight years he still has all the vhs's at his mom's house oh wow um physical media and like back in the day you couldn't just like watch it on demand or something you had to record it if you wanted to Mm -hmm. watch it like at some point you know, in the year. So we used to like watch it whenever we were bored or wanted to watch like whatever. We just throw on like one of the all-star games. So it used to matter. It used to matter. It doesn't matter. And you, the worst, yo, the worst part for me, because I still, I still watch the three point competition in the slam dunk contest, yes. even, which is all, which also sucked. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk about that in a second for sure. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so I actually had the opportunity. So a lot of the best professional dunkers in the world are actually like here in Orlando. And uh, I used to play with some of them in college. And so they like had this whole like dunk session where they brought in like people from all over the country and stuff. And like they were doing the craziest things I've ever seen in my life. And I just feel like they should the replace All-Star the NBA guys with the professional. Dunkers. At least put one or two. Like if you're going to go in the G League and put Mac McClung in the dunk contest, at least put one professional dunker in there to shake things up. These guys do the most creative stuff ever. Like it's really crazy. Yeah. Um, especially to see in person. It was amazing. I got videos of it and everything still. But yeah, the all the, the dunk contest was just it'd be more entertaining than Jalen Brown having five foot three Kai Sinet sit down on a chair and jumping over him. That was insane. when he uh, when he sat down, I was like, wait, why is he sitting down? He's already like five foot three. For it was atrocious. That, for anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> and like the slam dunk contest, which is pretty like popular in pop culture. You, like, try and get off the most entertaining dunks that you possibly can. Sometimes you jump over people. Like, a lot of, like, someone jumps. Like seven-footers. Mac McClung jumped over Shaq. Like, sometimes you jump over very tall people. What? Kai Sinet was there because he played in the celebrity game the night before. And yeah, he's 5'5", five five or, like, 5'3", or something like that. He's, he's, he's a short guy. And <laughs> Jalen Brown, who was in the slam dunk contest, and shout out to him because he is an all-star in the slam dunk contest. So I give him credit for that. He was in the slam dunk contest, and he had Kai Sinet sit down and jumped over Kai Sinet sitting down, which was just like I could I'm I could currently jump over Kai Sinet sitting down. I, yeah, I can't. It's I not can't dunk, a good feat, but I could jump over <laughs> him sitting down, where where he's now like four eight maybe when he's sitting down. Yeah, no, That's it's hilarious. it's um. I just want all I want. And then the NBA players were saying that they're talking about how they want to get paid to be in the all-star game. All these players don't care about nothing except championships and checks. Yeah, I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about nothing. And like, I'm sure some care about the fans, but this is just how it makes me feel when the whole like load management thing 
and y'all need to have a, a, a requirement of how many games to play for accolades. You know how much... Like, y'all just don't really want to play. Like, there's too much money in the NBA. That's really what it Can is. Can I ask you guys a money. question? Yeah. Too much money. Because I know... I, I want to interject, but I also know nothing about basketball. Go, go for it. I want to know. <laughs> no, it's you're important. fine. Like, all of this, all of this is interesting <laughs> to me. All of this all is right. interesting to me. But... I want to know because Michael Michael talks about Kobe a lot, and I read his book, so I know like way more about Kobe than any other basketball player. And oh. I feel like he's the anomaly he is because of the way that he approached it. Does anybody else approach basketball the way that Kobe did? Like maybe oh, not sure. completely full throttle like he did, mm-hmm. but like that same go get it like energy. Because based on like what you're saying and like what Michael said, they were like. Y'all don't even want to be here. Y'all not even trying. Y'all don't even, it's like no, no zeal behind like the actual game. So are like yeah. there any players that are kind of on his wave or try to be like, cause that man lived and breathed and was doing all different types of shit just to be better at basketball. Yeah. Like, does anybody else do that? <laughs> I'm just, so, I'm just curious. I think any of these players that are having this crazy amount of longevity, like LeBron and Steph and Kevin Durant, and then put in a ridiculous amount of work. Um, I think Steph is probably the best example because people say that like they go practice with Steph in the offseason and like they throw up, like everyone like throws up like in the beginning of his workouts. <laughs> and oh, wow. like yeah, because he he's known for pretty much just like running around the court nonstop all the time, never taking a break. I don't think there's actually been any player like Steph when it comes to that. I think he like breaks the record for like how many miles per game that he runs. Um, but anyway, I know Michael was shaking his head no. I think <laughs> if he was shaking his head no, I, I'm assuming it's because of that killer instinct mentality, which there are some players with that. I feel like Russell Westbrook is like that. I feel like um who's that dude that's always hurting people but never really getting in trouble? <laughs> Draymond. Yeah, we're not we're not talking Draymond doesn't belong in this conversation. Yeah, no, he's he's not good. Okay, enough. I was just asking because um, he seems really like aggressively p- yeah. playing. So I don't know if that's like a purposeful thing or just uh, he's not conscientious of what he's doing. <laughs> But, no, but every time I hear his name, it's because he hurt somebody. I'm just like, got, look, I've been trying to call Draymond dirty for a long time because, like, he was hurting LeBron every single playoffs on purpose, poking him in his eyes. Like, well, you should see. I'm gonna show you a picture of like LeBron's eye injury from Draymond Green. It was nasty. Um, but yeah, no, there's a like I don't know when I think of that killer instinct right now because Russell Westbrook's getting old. Devin Booker, he pretty went in the fourth quarter. He goes in. There's a couple. There's a couple. I think it's really hard to have that Kobe mentality, which is why he does stand out. It's really hard. Yeah, I think that there's it's, a, I think there's a differentiate differentiator in what you're what you're asking because I agree that LeBron, Steph, KD especially like rebounding from his Achilles injury the way he did. Yeah, that was which, crazy. Which I've never seen before cuz Kobe was a f- shell of him, himself after his Achilles. Um even though he was a little older, but still, like it's still crazy. Uh, they they are, I would say, on par with the training part of it. But when it comes to like on the court, there is a different. There's a difference in like the killer instinct that Bobby brought up. So, like to answer your question, the training part, I do agree. Those guys train, 
probably just as hard. The some of the Kobe stories are kind of scary though. Like as far as like the <laughs> yeah the the, the 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 just like be showing up before everybody to everything that I all I know is in that damn book they said people was coming back in from the club and that nigga was leaving going to the gym. He's like it's like yeah <laughs> yeah no in, you don't and he's leaving. I was like. Yeah, he had different priorities. He had different priorities for sure. I know LeBron said he picked that up after he played with him in the Olympics. It was like, oh, I no, watched like, that movie. I need to go like a hundred times harder. <laughs> I watched that movie. They were like playing with Kobe. But I like, will say, I think LeBron him. has that mentality in the playoffs only. He single handedly destroys everybody in the playoffs. The most, so, losing, the most losingest player in NBA history. Not true, only in the finals. In but the people finals. get knocked out before the finals all the yeah. time. Do we yeah. hold that against Kobe for not even getting to the finals? Or most, Jordan no. not even getting to the finals? Most losses in NBA history in the finals. I'm not doing yeah, Okay, okay, okay gentlemen. Gentlemen, hey. <laughs> most hey. In NBA history. Yeah. I have to interject. Anyway. No, we're not fighting about this. LeBron this is, is crazy all happening in the, playoffs. in the intro. This is hilarious. Um, well, yeah, Russell Westbrook no, is the only one I've ever seen that comes close. That I've yeah, ever Westbrook's seen. mentality I mean, is insane. Westbrook's a, Westbrook's a maniac. He's an absolute maniac. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I just hope that the All-Star game gets better because it's trash. It's tragic. It's really bad. Uh, but, yeah, we can move on to other things. There's a couple more All-Star things. Like, Kenny Smith is a misogynistically. Like, oh, yeah. Pub, no, we need to like, talk about that part real quick. Publicly so misogynistic. Like a record, like a like a like an all time great thing was happening with Sabrina Ionescu showing up and performing. Hold on, explain the event real quick for the people out there, because this is like a huge pop culture moment too. But just we, like explain the event. We talked about the, three, the the dunk contest. There's also I talked about the celebrity contest. There's also a skills contest. There's also a three point contest, and the three point contest is just whoever can make the most amount of threes running in a circle in like a minute. Um, now, Steph is the greatest three-point shooter that's ever existed. He owns this contest. He could win this contest with his eyes closed. So he wasn't a part of the contest. He had, like, a separate one-on-one -on -one contest, which has never happened, with a WNBA player, a female basketball player, a woman basketball player, which has never happened. Like, a, yeah. man, oh, wow. a man versus woman has never been put on display. And it was the coolest fucking thing like ever. like a gigantic moment. Because the other part <laughs> of it is that she has the record for the most three-pointers made in a three-point contest in the WNBA when they have their competition. I think she missed, like, two shots. She she missed her first two and made the rest of them. It was insane. It was, it was sickening. She plays for the Liberty. Um, okay. uh, so so yeah. there's five positions on the three-point line, five balls each with uh, two shots that are really far away that, like, count for more points. And, yeah, I think she missed, like, two or three shots. of The whole entire thing it was insane. Like, it was, like, a whole moment. Um, but, yeah, so they Whoa. did Steph versus Sabrina. Go ahead, Go ahead, Mike. Steph versus Sabrina. It was like history. Just watching it was like, this is amazing that this is even happening. Also, shout out to Steph, because Steph is like one of the only players I could ever think of that would even be down to do this publicly. That would be down to like potentially like lose like yeah. publicly like this, which I think is really dope of him. Because oh, also I we also I just gotta say this for um the content context of what you're gonna get to. So the WNBA three point line is closer than the NBA three-point line. And initially, Sabrina was going to shoot at the WNBA line, but she's like, nah, like, I'm going to shoot at the NBA line. So, like, she was shooting where, you know, all the men shoot. So I just wanted mm -hmm. to put that, because that, that's an important part. Period. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and, the, and the WNBA, like, and, you know, I'm, 
I'm very biased when it comes to talking about Kobe Bryant. I'll put that out there. I love that man. He's my idol. He's my hero. Um, but he does play a huge role in the uplifting of the WNBA. In his last few years, he dedicated a lot of his time to platforming them with with his platform as much as he could. Um, you know, he would like every game that he'd go to, you see him in like a WNBA hoodie. Like Gigi was destined to end up in the WNBA. Um, yeah, I thought she, I was like, she played too, right? If I'm not she was, she was on yeah, her, she, she was just a kid though, she was, but yeah. she was really she, good though. She was on her way. She was on her way. Um, so anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, they're one-on-one and the competitions like happens, like it goes great. Sabrina crushes it. Like she, she I, scored 26 points, which was the same as <laughs> the man that won the three point contest. Like, over the weekend so she tied that and then Period. steph went and because he's steph and just the like mike said the best shooter of all time he got 29 and he ended up winning um but yes then kenny smith oh my god and there's there's like <laughs> mind you mind you like sabrina's like making history like it's so important oh um god. there's other WNBA players who are in the building because they played in the celebrity game jewel lloyd natasha cloud Kelsey Plum, who's on the Las Vegas Aces, who just won the championship, she was there. Uh, there's a fun clip of her, like, kind of shitting on one of the celebrity players. I'm not sure if you saw that, Bobby. She's, I did. Like, I did. Passed, like, passed the ball. Yeah. <laughs> which, I thought, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. Kelsey Plum is – I love Kelsey Plum. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of WNBA players in the building, by the way. So it's just, like, a big moment. And Kenny Smith says <laughs> – this man, okay. So like I told you, the she shot where all the guys shoot. And then the first thing he says is, oh, she should have shot at the WNBA line. So it would have been fair. <laughs> Mind you, she tied the record of that night for the three-point contest. Like she should have, she would have won the men's three-point contest that night. I don't even and know who then, that is. But, uh. And then, no, nah, this is even worse. So then... um when they're interviewing Sabrina and Steph, um, I guess she has a story where when she was younger, she got told to stop playing basketball and like go play with dolls instead. So like the, mm-hmm. the um, interviewer like brought that up or whatever. But then Kenny Smith said, <laughs> by the way, this person, Kenny Smith is like the, um, the announcer or whatever. That's like talking like, um, to, you know, to, on TV. You know, what's and, crazy, you know what's crazy too, like really hmm. quick is that, Reggie Miller was the other person. The two of them were calling it. Yeah. Reggie Miller's sister is one of the greatest woman, co- like woman basketball players ever. Shout out. Yeah. Miller. You could tell Reggie was getting Reggie mad. Reggie was like, yo, like you got to yeah. chill. Right? Like you, like you could hear Reggie like, you yeah, need to relax. Yeah. Yikes. Like his sister, I think dropped a hundred points in high school. She, she, she's done a lot of. Yeah. Shout out to Shout out to yeah, so like right when the, the broadcast cut to commercial, he was talking about, oh yeah, and it's okay to play with dolls. <laughs> I couldn't believe and it's just like when you re-watch the clips it's like you have to listen to him at the same time so it like ruins how did like she respond like I don't think she's like was he just talking afterwards. about her oh this yeah was like this just, wasn't in front of her this this is just oh, like the hey, oh okay cause I was like yeah she probably didn't find out till she like went on Twitter. Yeah, or something like I that. wish he would have said that in front of her. Trash, she but I thought he said that to her face. Like, what you <laughs> mean? I'm sure, I'm sure she got a bunch of texts. Like, yo. Oh yeah. Like as soon as I'm she sure. was done, like that's was gross. But I gross. think her and Steph handled the whole thing so well. As just far as marketing the WNBA and Hell just yeah. like, it was so cool. Um, 
Like it was just like a huge moment because um and Caitlin Clark is like the biggest athlete in the world, right? Like one of the she's biggest in professional college. yeah, like it's just a like th- a lot of things are happening for women in sports right now. And yeah. Kenny and Smith a- just said, not like y'all need to stay on, stay in your lane, basically is what he said. Yeah, it was crazy. And then like another <sighs> thing that adds to this convo is that the WNBA players have been trying really hard to change their revenue splits with the debt with the WNBA league. So I think in the NBA, the players get 50% of the revenue. I think I don't remember the number in the WNBA, but it's way less than that. And they're trying to get to 50% of the revenue that they make. Um, So it's just all like, there's a lot. I feel like there was a lot riding on this moment. Like it was a very meaningful moment, which for sure just kind of got crushed a little bit. I, I still think it was amazing, but it was yeah, just yeah. those comments, just like Trash. unnecessary. So whack. yeah. So yeah, that I think that's it for All Star Weekend, though. Wait, there's one more thing. I can't was believe, there? I can't believe we're 20 minutes on the All Star game. This is crazy. But hey, we I got. Love it. We don't have a lot to talk about, <laughs> so it works out. Uh, I love Chris, it. I thought the Chris Brown thing was interesting. What? Oh my, that's the second time this happened to him. I the I, okay, this is what I don't get about the Chris Brown thing. So Chris <laughs> Brown was supposed to play Chris? in the Celebrity All-Star Game, right? No, um, no, but I need to know why these companies are doing this. So the, he got the invitation to be in the Celebrity All-Star Game. Then, like, last minute, they were like, no, nah, you can't play. So remember they just did that same thing with the Michael Jackson tribute? Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Probably one of their sponsors were like, ew. Is that what that's happened? Exact, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Russell said it didn't happen. I don't know if like Russell's lying, but oh. Russell said I that's was, not what happened. I lying. was guessing. I yeah. was guessing. Because no, I was like, right. I like, don't know a, what a last-minute sponsor? Right. Does that even happen like that? That was the, they, they were they were sponsoring like the whole event, Ruffles. That's what I'm saying. Like, Does that even happen like that? Like with the... um. With the, I don't even know what award show it was with the Michael Jackson thing. But do you get yeah, sponsors right. that late? Because it was like literally the day before that they were like, no, nah, you can't do it. Yeah. Maybe because they got pushback and they were like, you're going to have who do what? I don't think they just did. trying to fight Usher? To be fair, thing. I don't think anybody that watches the NBA would have that much pushback against Chris Brown, if I'm being honest with you. I don't think it would be like it's that. It's just bad Especially because Chris... Cause especially because Chris Brown's really good at basketball. Like I think people want to watch him in the celebrity um contest, but it's I don't like I just don't get the overall. companies. Like, why are you even like but, but my thing is like you already know Chris Brown and his reputation and all that. So like if you're trying to avoid it, why even keep inviting him to these things? <laughs> like I just don't get that part. Like just don't do Maybe it they the think people place. won't care anymore. And then once people care, they're like, Oh, never mind. Cause they want business Maybe. afterwards. I don't know. Chris Brown. I'm sorry. Good. Chris Brown was real salty, though. He I'm was. sure he's very salty. You know, you know, he dealing with the repercussions of his many, many, many horrific actions. I'm so tired yeah. of I, I. Is that what he was bitching and moaning about? Because I saw that and I scrolled yeah. it. I was like, I'm not reading that. It was a whole <laughs> thing. I was like, I'm not reading that shit. But but I just he don't always get why they invited like, him in the first place. It's just one mistake, and when I was it, sir, he has so basically what he's, it's basically what he said. Yeah. A laundry list of horrible shit that he's done, sir. Like, no, your reputation is just is what it is, and and the vast majority of people don't fuck with you, sir. They're not obligated to. And businesses who want to do business with other people who you know don't like abusers and shit, they might not want to have you in their little space or whatever. But and that's they so got weird. every right. I'm like, guess why? Just, just like, why even was extend like, the invitation? <laughs> I don't get it. 
<laughs> because he probably has like let's be real he has a lot of friends in the industry he knows a lot of people mm-hmm. who've been famous for a very long time so i'm sure and if he's good at basketball like you said i'm sure his name was brought up and they were just like oh yeah just throw him on the list but then they were doing their checks and things and, and was like, oh, well, you know, never mind. Let's not do <laughs> I wonder, like, what... Um... Let's not do that. Yeah, that was... that was. I actually thought the Celebrity All-Star Game wasn't that bad. It was actually more entertaining than the real one, which is real sad. I watched it. Like like Damn. The I, don't, I didn't... I actually did Were there watch people little... playing that I would know? Just Kai Sinet, probably. Hi, oh, Jennifer um... Hudson played. Jennifer Hudson played. Yeah, Jennifer Hudson was playing basketball? Yeah. <laughs> and she did the halftime show, which was an interesting choice. I feel like um, that was an interesting choice to me. I, I, didn't, get that. <laughs> I, I didn't get that decision. <laughs> you were so disrespectful. I, I didn't get that. You're decision. so dis- She did. She did her solo songs. How many songs did she do? I kind of turned it off, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. That is an um, egot to be respectful. I, uh, yeah. No, that's actually how they they like introduced her to yeah. talking about the egot. She's a thing. fucking egot, bro. Um, she she could sing. She is, but that's why she shouldn't be doing the halftime show at the All Star Game. She could she got other things she could go do, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're so rude. Oh my god! Wait, this was the whole intro, Michael. Wait, before we do anything else, how are you doing? <laughs> Because you watch the all-star <laughs> shit too, right? Yeah. 25 minutes later. I watched most of it, yeah. Um, to lead yeah. us to that long conversation. Uh shout out to Jalen Brunson, New York Forever. Uh I did, that's he's the only reason I watched any of that all-star game. Um, which again, waste of time. Uh I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm you know what's crazy is we're all kind of rubbing off on each other apparently, because I was listening to you guys talk about uh, aside from what we talked about off camera before we started the show, I was listening to both of you talk about your individual journeys and what you're going through currently to open the show. And I hadn't posted, I've been doing the YouTube thing for three years now and I hadn't posted for two months on YouTube. And that was my longest ever stretch without posting. Cause I was very similarly like going through, like trying to figure out kind of like what my next steps are, not YouTube wise, but just like individually. Cause something's been off lately. Um, and I'm trying to just figure that out. It's ongoing. There's a lot of stuff going on, but like I'm going to keep it to myself and just continue to figure it out. Um, and yeah, I just recently like got back into the YouTube. Uh, so shout out to all of us taking our little breaks and time for ourselves to figure out what's next for us uh, and what we want to accomplish this year. Absolutely. Which cra- it's just crazy. We're like, it's like we're in similar places, but like kind of like different places. Just find it funny. Yeah. Same for book, sure. I know chapters. Maya picked up picked up the momentum like um what was it a couple weeks ago a month ago you picked your momentum back up yeah man posting and stuff sure. your damn that book that you sent to the group chat that are you reading it book, yeah bro and i'm getting whacked left plug the book plug the book i don't want to disrespectful bro that book is disrespectful hey. I should have known by the excerpts that you sent that I was going to get, but like every other line just whacking me, Ooh. and I just wasn't mentally prepared for that shit at all. Be- it's a great before book. Before we talk about Beyonce, I should read those paragraphs because I feel like those were Don't. great paragraphs about Beyonce. No hell no, they were no. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but this What's the name book, of the book that Maya's talking about. 
uh, I said to tour, it's called The Perfectionist Guide to Losing Control, A Path to Peace and Power by Catherine Morgan Schaffler, I believe, Schaeffler. Um, Listen, fire. like Maya said, every single page I'm highlighting something. Um, I didn't even realize how much of a perfectionist I was till I read that book. I got that book because I knew I had a problem with overthinking. And then I was reading this other book that kind of tied that to perfectionism. So I got this book and my God, like it's, that's, it's a big reason also why I'm not posting anything because I feel like I don't want to approach content creation the way I was doing it before at all, like internally. Um, I want to go about it completely different. I feel like how I was doing it before was leading to a bunch of anxiety and stress and like burning out and all this kind of stuff. And when I do it, I want it to come from a place of like, I'm excited about it. I'm curious. I'm exploring different things. Uh, so yeah, I'm working out how I can do that. But this damn book, like if y'all listen, also shout out, I think I'm done. I think I'm done reading books by white men. I just want to say that. I think I'm done. Or at least I'm going to read. <laughs> I'm going to read a lot less. <laughs> because. <laughs> Listen, every time I read a book by a woman or a person of Come color, on. it just hits me in a different way. Uh, a different way. And like this book is specifically <sighs> written uh, for women perfectionists. Um, and I feel like the, 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 the lessons are still very universal, but the framing and the perspective she's coming from is something I've never even. And that's why I was like, why would you, why didn't you send this shit to me? Cause it's just, it's, yeah. it's for me. The book is for me. <laughs> I told you there was a lot you'd relate to. Uh, like, cause like there was so many dog. insightful things on like the women's side of it. As far as like, that's why being deemed a perfectionist is vilified in the first place. It's just because how we use it when it comes to women, which was really eye opening for me. Um, and just all of these, like being able to use the qualities of being a perfectionist for you instead of getting rid of it, which is something I hadn't heard of before. Um, but yeah, it's I actually so started implementing this week and it's already too. better. It's already My mental better. so much better. My mental is so Let's much go. better. Oh my god! I know you're I love the least it, but... perfectionist out of all of us, Michael. But you should read it too. I, I don't consider myself a perfectionist. No. Yeah, I, I know, never would so have good. either. <laughs> Michael's Michael's so he's so chill and like so organized. Love you seem it. organized to me, but it's like it's your it's your level of organization. It works external, for you. External organization at the cost of my survival. Uh, I would say okay. I would say take I would, it deep. I would call it that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's, I'm glad that that's working out for y'all. I, I love that. Like no books by a white man comment by Bobby. So, I mean, I'm still going to. I think it's just gonna. It's gonna be less. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna look in different directions first. Um, I'm crying. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Um, um okay. There, there, so Michael's there, there gonna was, take it away. Well, there was one there was a couple there was well, there was one thing that I wanted like just in case just in case our should like our show ever blows up and this episode ever blows up. I need I need my I need my guys, my fucking guys, Jesus and Marrow, to figure it out. Oh, I need y'all I, I need I need y'all to figure it out. You can't come from the Bronx. And have all that success together and create something so historical. Y'all were, they were the next like late night 
like they were it. They were gonna be it. Which yeah, they you were don't getting see. there. It's always Jimmy Kimmel and Conan O'Brien and Jimmy Fallon. It's it's the it's the white man, and they were like making their way into that part of the business, and they were gonna be the they they already had a show on Showtime, um, as you know, with that kind of outlet, and they broke up obviously, and then Merrill expressed his side of the story as to why they broke up. Then Jesus is on Twitter talking about cap like that's not what happened and it's just like I really miss all of this what the fuck what, what? Yeah. they're just like they're, they're beefy they're not talking to each other they haven't spoken to each other since the breakup and that's for sure and they've like taken like subtle shady shots at each other over the last couple years since the breakup but this is the first time that either of them has really spoken about it and since it's the first time that one of them spoke about it Jesus is responding like that's you know basically like no that's not what happened but he's wow. not saying anything. He's not telling his side. He's not saying what happened. I don't even want his side of the story. I just want the two of them to work their shit out. They don't even need to be partners again in business. Sometimes you go your separate ways. It's just sad to see like, you know, two brothers who created something so great publicly, you know, and Joe Budden is so fucking messy. And he was, he, is. he was like edging Merrill on like Joe Merrill has a new <laughs> podcast with Carmelo Anthony and Joe Budden was a guest on the podcast and Joe Budden's like edging, <laughs> edging um, Merrill into like the messiness. And he's, he's always been like very messy and that's never been like a Jesus and Merrill thing. So they, they're messy, but not when it comes to the two of them. Um, so I just want them to, to work Yo, it out. Talking about duos real quick. I want to add to that because episodes ago months ago i said i didn't like that shannon sharp and ocho podcast i have changed my mind completely <laughs> what i have changed my mind completely why They're hilarious what happened i i see so many clips on my tiktok where they just be making me laugh oh my god they're so funny um and like he actually had because oh i forgot to tell you my so shannon sharp was the coach of kai Sinet's celebrity team and then uh, Shannon Sharp like went on to ESPN and was talking about the whole like Kai Sinet's like three feet tall. He sat down. He's like one five. Like it's not impressive that Jalen Brown jumped over him or whatever. <laughs> and anyway, he had Kai Sinet on his podcast. It was funny. But um, I think after that Cat Williams interview, I think Shannon might be up for like a late night show at one point, especially with the with the way that Club Shay Shay is going, where it's kind of like changing the like more like entertainment like messiness kind of thing i feel like he's kind of in prime position to to get one of those late night shows at one point i need his interviewing skills to get a little bit better and then we can talk <laughs> about that i have no doubt he's entertaining I, but i need his interview skills to be but i could have finished like that his Monique interview one. skills yeah i didn't finish that either i feel like his interview skills it. aren't that bad i will say i think his show is going in a different direction than he planned. And he, he was not prepared for this to, shit. He was not. He doesn't he know wasn't. how to have like super difficult conversations at there all. There you go. That's what And it that's is. why and I'm like, like, I need him to. Mm, mm. If he's going to keep going down this, like people going on his podcast and airing other people out and all that kind of stuff, he's going to have to learn how to handle that. Like he's gonna have to figure that out because it's a di it's different it's different than just like a regular interview. Those things are like you got to learn when to go to a different question, but then you also got to learn how to like stay with them going through things. But I know he's, he's not good about... at leading questions. He's not good at yeah. like questions with context. Like after you get the answer, and there were so many things in that Cat Williams interview, I was just like, 
bro, ask him about, like, what did you ask him? Yeah. Like, the rest <laughs> of what he was talking about, he just jumped to something different. And I was just like, bro, it happened so many times. Sure. It happened so many times that I was so irritated because I would dig in. I'm like, yeah, for sure. what was for that sure. that you just said? Like, why? And then, 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 then. so if it's he a works golden on opportunity. that, yeah. If he works on I that agree. and works on his interview like skills, Shannon, and, and we can, I like his giggling. His giggling's cute. He <laughs>, laughs like a child. He'd be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like scrunch up his body with his little note cards and be like, hey, and like lean back yeah. and laugh. And I think all Man, of that, that Cat Williams interview really did take him to a whole nother stratosphere. It's insane. No, like it's, it was like overnight. It was crazy. It's it's great to see too because I think that he it's actually like. Like you said, like the Ocho Cinco show, he's got so many outlets now. He's got the Shay Shay, the Ocho Cinco show. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's called. Um, uh, you know? Nightcap. I think it's called okay. Nightcap. He's on first take, obviously, a couple days a week. He's killing. Shout out to Skip for being terrible to him wow. and uh, forcing him out of that show because it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to him. Also, actually, no, I'm not going to say that on live. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Yeah, Skip doesn't even deserve like to be brought up like, on our show, but yeah. I don't uh, know who that is. I, so. The biggest <laughs> theater in the world. <laughs> oh, just like, okay. Just like not a great person. Um so yeah, uh Central. there there was there was one thing that I saw right before we got on that I thought was interesting. I don't know, did you guys see that um that Coachella thing? Mm. What nope. about it? That it was the long, it's by a month. The long, usually Coachella sells out instantly. And this time it took over a month to sell out Coachella. That's because I heard Cause last was year was so atrocious. Expensive. Yeah, that too. I heard last year was really, really bad for the people that were there. And like, then also, who's like, even headlining? That's what I'm, well, that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit. I, I think it's got a little bit to do with the headliners. Of course, I think Maya pointed out it's expensive. That's definitely got something to do with it. I don't know what happened last year, so I can't. Speak I just to heard it's like not year. for like music fans anymore, and it's just for influencers. Like people friend? just go there to make content, and like there's no one even excited for like the music. Like people are just there to be there. Well, um, the, I went, I yeah. went back, I went back and looked at the last two of the years it got canceled because of COVID, but I got the last five set lists. Just well, wait, bit. who who's this year? Who's this year? This year is, um, I didn't write it down, but I know it. It's Doja Cat. It's okay. Tyler the Creator and it's Lana Del Rey. Tyler. Those are the three. This is the thing. You kind of do like this, but if I read you the previous five, it's there's none of this. It's like, oh shit. So last year it was Bad Bunny, Blackpink, Frank Ocean. Oh Jesus. Okay. Yeah. The year the year before that, it was Harry Styles, Billie Eilish, and Kanye. Oh, I don't know yeah. if did Kanye actually do that. Do you know? I have no clue. He might have got replaced by somebody. It sounds, it sounds like the kind of thing that where he like I'm pretty sure he got replaced by somebody. He was on the headliner, like, even without him, though. You have Harry Styles and Billy Eilish. Kind of insane. Um, canceled the two years before that. Then it was Gambino, Tame Impala, and Ariana. Okay. Yeah, oh, I remember, I remember that. that one. I remember that one. year before that, it was The Weeknd, Beyonce, and Eminem. <laughs> oh, my <Yep>. God. <laughs> Jeez, that was, that was Beachella? That's the other people that Chella! were there? M- yeah. Eminem and The Weeknd. Yo. Dang, that's crazy. I wonder like who like the like the other people were like right yeah, under I mean, them. I'm curious, but it's the way I mean, it's the way before Beyonce went on, she was like, I'll be on in an hour. Y'all enjoy my pre-show. And it was post Malone. That's <laughs> wild. That's wild. Oh, it was like, post, post that like was her like the post open? Open Yo, that's a crazy weekend, man. That's crazy. You could argue wow. you could argue post, post should be over 
one of the ones this year. You could argue it. And then the year before that, it was Radiohead, Lady Gaga, and Kendrick. So it's just oh, like, yeah. like yeah, that's that Kendrick like, show was crazy. That's like five straight years of like you can't argue the star power. And now this year, it's kind of I like, think there's so many Dozer better under acts this year. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why uh, people were like losing their shit is because like so many of our girls are gonna be like Victoria Monet, Flo, uh, Tate oh, McRae. I saw that. That was Coachella. Uh, like all the so Sabrina Carpenter. So I think many like was there too. Yeah, Tanache is gonna be there. Um, it was. It's so many other like people like the lower like the underneath. It's pretty well, that good. Makes even this less year, sense like, then. It's the prices, bro. It's the prices and really? what you said. Like, it's really, really expensive. And then because it's such an influencer event now, um, everything is way more expensive inside. They make, like, the little VIP sections for influencers to go get food and stuff. But, like, oh. all the vendors are, like, crazy expensive. And, like, like you said, it's not so much focused on the music anymore as it is just a bunch of different places to take pictures and, like, different fixtures gotcha. and, like like posters and shit like just stuff like that um but the sound system somebody said i remember that from last year they were like the sound systems on the smaller stages were ass i was like what are they doing like all of and this money frank going, ocean like, mess like, <laughs> yeah that was that, that was the brand last year. Shit. yeah yeah that and you know, like, cause it's, cause like Doja's Coachella performance, whenever that was, was fire. That was fire. Like her, that was fire. That was a great performance. That's probably and then, why like, she's Tyler sells out. Tyler sells out. Can't flog not easy. I don't know about Lana, Lana Del Rey. I don't know nothing about her. But like, I'm surprised. Lana has so many Tyler, fans. That I, I guess it was probably just the price then. I don't know. And then also, yeah, like so many people are touring that maybe people are just buying those touring tickets instead of the. The Coachella tickets because I think that's part exactly. of it. It's like a five hundred dollar yeah. difference in price too to just go see the one artist you want to see. Like the people you yeah. pointed out, I wouldn't spend seven hundred dollars. Like I'd just buy their own tourist tickets. I just saw and yeah. met Nashe especially one thirty-five. They have a smaller set. One thirty-five. One thirty-five was her meet and greet package. I met Tanache and I was at the front of the stage. I yeah, I'm good. Five. I don't need great. to go to Coachella and be super super hot in the crowd of. People for a thousand dollars, for a thousand dollars, and that's not even yeah. a VIP package. That's GA. That's I wonder, GA like, what it was prices. last year. I have, I'm curious. Yeah, I have no idea. I just, I just, it wasn't, like, I feel like they have enough to sell tickets. Like, I like just between Doja and Tyler, they'd be selling crazy amounts of tickets. It's because so people's realizing that it's not where the the biggest problem with Coachella is the pricing, but also. The aftermath getting out of Coachella, I've heard uh, from like everybody that I know and like friends and shit is like they hate it. They're like, I don't even want to go. I a lot of my friends were like, I'm never going back to Coachella because I was sitting waiting for my Uber for four fucking hours. Oh no. And somebody ended up seeing <laughs> people, people's Ubers get stolen. People like because when you're in GA, it's like you're not VIP, so you're with everybody else waiting for their rides and shit and it's just like it's hell i was like they don't make any they don't make any of the process easier they don't make it's not accommodating for like Mm. the average person unless you pay that fifteen hundred dollars to riding in one of the little golf carts and shit around the but other than that they don't care and it's so clear i just know we're about to see so many apple vision pros this year at coachella (laughs) tell me i'm wrong 
You know I'm right. That's so sad. That's so sad. <laughs> I want one so bad. Hey, Let's if anyone wants to donate $3,500 to me, my cash app is... Is that how much it costs? Bobby Foster. Yeah. But I want one. $3,500? Yeah. But are you gonna be out? Are you gonna be out with your family, like at a dinner, like rocking the rocking it? Like, Here's my thing. Can't talk. I actually guys. think that an Apple Vision Pro is way more social than checking your phone. I don't. I, I don't touch my phone personally if I'm out with people. That's fair. because yes, I saw I saw people. But most people like are like two that. people most at people lunch. Like Both that. of them had the Vision Pros on, and people were like, "Is this the future?" I was like, "Hey, there's people always on their phones at lunch together, and this is actually better than that." So it's the same. I guess it's like the same thing. Then I guess I think it's better because like I'm looking at you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like, on the phone, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> you're, looking, you're, looking like, you're looking through whatever you're watching to see me. I guess and then the waitress just, just comes over and is be... like, "Y'all need anything?" She's just like, "No, no, no." <laughs> I I want one so bad. I think it's gonna be really cool, especially when they have the features of like shared virtual realities together. That's gonna, like we'd be able to all be in the same space doing a podcast at one point. That'd be really dope. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not talking. Don't, don't, don't come up to me if you're wearing those. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, like, don't try and talk. Clobber. to me. We got to get them on the bandwagon, y'all. Don't try and talk to me. No, they're cool. They're like cool. It. No, they're they're cool. They're cool. I would if if I would never spend the money if it was given to me. I'd be like, oh, that's dope. But I wouldn't like rock it in social settings. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm only. I think it depends on what social setting I'm in. Like I see people, people are in the malls, like doing this, like walking through the fucking mall. Listen, I played competitive Yu-Gi-Oh for a long time. If I could be in a card shop and play you, (laughs) we lost. (laughs) Oh no! Did did I freeze? Did I freeze? You froze. Yeah. Damn. As soon as you said Yu-Gi-Oh, you froze. I was saying with Yu-Gi-Oh, I'd have on my Vision Pro, put down my card, the monsters come up and all that. I'd get back into it tomorrow. That's a childhood dream. Just come true. (laughs) I would do it. Easy. That's easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You need like like the armband thing too with the put the cards in. Yeah, yeah. I want to know. I want to know. Like, or you just, you know, like Pokemon Go, how people play Pokemon Go. Imagine you just have around that shit got so many people in trouble. That shit got so many people. Pokemon Go is the closest we had to world peace. Okay. That's the closest we're ever going to get to it. All right. Everyone was doing the same thing together as a community. (laughs) I had had nothing wrong with Pokemon. What was wrong with Pokemon Go? People just having a good time. I I had somebody 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 I'm somebody I'm looking for you know he was he was using Pokemon Go to rob niggas. Oh (laughs) my god. He was using Pokemon Go to find the location of people and he was robbing folks and he went to jail. That's why you need Pikachu in real life to fuck shit up. I was like, yikes. Then everybody, Wait, then, then it went away. Lo- it like shows your location. Yeah, on Pokemon Go, because like you have to be in certain places to get the little things. I guess I don't know. I didn't play Pokemon Go, um, but yeah, he was, he was using, he was using Pokemon Go to rob people. I was like, oh god, Damn. yeah, y'all need to put some people parameters around everything. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I found everything. that out. 
head. It was the headline because everybody knew we all went to school with him. So everybody sending me the article. It's <laughs> just like That's man, crazy. man uses Pokemon Go to rob. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on, man? Oh um, my god. We haven't even really gotten into like the main thing we're talking about. It's good stuff, guys. Just having it's been a, good a good conversation, time. though. Um, I, <laughs> just I completely chatting. agree. Just so chatting. it was a slow week outside of the things that we've been talking about for 45 minutes now. Uh, the one thing that is uh, kind of on our radar is all these albums coming out. There's a lot of albums coming out, like a shit ton. We brought that up last week, but we didn't really... The only album we've really discussed, I feel like, as far as anticipating it and discussing what we want from it, potentially, is the Justin Timberlake album, I feel like. Mm. Other than that, like we didn't fully talk about Beyonce or Ariana or these albums that we know are coming this year. Or even Let's like the SZA album, etc. So I say we start with the one that's soonest, and that's Ariana. I'm going to cry. Eternal Sunshine, right? <laughs> Eternal yeah. Sunshine. It's she dropped a video today, actually, coincidentally. Uh she was playing the album for her label. So like she they were all sitting around and giving thoughts and stuff, and they were like, Oh, it's brilliant. It's like an amalgamation of like all of your eras in one, like Mick Sweetener with Thank You Next, and there's house influence and R and B influence. And uh, I think this is gonna be her best project. Can I, I ask, just can, can, can I ask an honest question? Would any of them tell her the truth if they didn't like it? In that room, I I would hope so, but you know, just, like they're a label, they're a label, label, labels historically don't really give a fuck about feelings. You know, they they want money, so like yeah. <laughs> if they think that there's money in what you're creating, then hell yeah, it's good. But like Ariana yeah. is money, so I feel like regardless, you know, whether they genuinely like it or not, it's gonna sell. Period. Um, but I I definitely think it's gonna be her best. She's she's really excited about it. It's making me excited, you know, and I feel like she's in 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 such a cool space artistically because the children aren't used to people taking breaks and going and living life and doing other things. That's why we love artists like Adele, because all of her stuff is like marked by age. Like she goes, she lives life, then she comes back with new perspective, new fresh you know, ideas in her art. And I feel like Ariana is about to give us something similar. Um, in regards to like introspection, like we know she's been doing Wicked and from everything that like we know about uh, her connection to like that show and it being a dream of hers, she's just in like a different mental space. So I'm excited to hear all of this healing and all of this new joy in her music, man. I think I think it's going to shine through, no pun intended. Eternal sunshine, okay? <laughs> I'm really fucking excited. I'm really hyped. What do you think, Bobby? I don't know what to expect from Ariana at all. Um, like, I don't know what we're getting. And I don't necessarily know what I want either. Like, if I'm being completely honest with you, I kind of like want to just be surprised. Um, I hope there's not too many songs like Yes and. It's not my favorite. Uh, Ugh, you hate it's not my favorite. You just hate it's not bouncy, even just that. fun it's not just that. music. It, I know. No, 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 no. Because there's definitely songs that she's done before that are bouncy and fun that I enjoy. But <laughs> yes, and wasn't it for me personally? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like very out of the norm. Like what I'm, yeah. yeah, like what I'm like anticipating from her. I really don't know. Like 
I really like songs where it's like breathe is breathing is one of my favorite Ariana songs ever. I love that really? song so much. Yeah, I love oh, that song that's so much. Sweet. Love that. Um, I guess I just relate to the anxiety of it all. I guess, <laughs> but um, yeah, like I like. I like Ariana's like big vocal songs. You know what I'm saying? I like those. Um, I guess I want something that I can relate to. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I really don't. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like spitballing over here. I really don't know. I guess we'll we'll find out when I listen to it. Do you feel like <laughs> you haven't gotten that really from her outside of breathing? No, I mean, there's there's definitely some other songs um, that I like, uh, but I just. As far as the, like, re- the reason like why I was bringing up breathing is is just because like it's one of my favorite from her. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I really just I don't know. I think like I liked positions, and you know that was very R and B based. I guess it's just because I don't know what we're getting. I don't know what to anticipate. Like it's like if I had a better idea because like she's not really dropping singles outside of Yes and Yes and, um, and only but I know one. she said that's not really that's representative it. of the whole album. So. I don't know. It's a launching pad. It's a it's a it's a very nice launching pad. It gives her a lot yeah. of room to play. Because I think if she would have did like a bigger song, like you said, <clears throat> mm-hmm. then it would it would have it would have gave a lot away. I feel like maybe for like the rest mm. of the project, if it was like this big, like uh, I think yes, and was perfect from the standpoint of like. It was just enough. It was relaxed. It gives her room yeah. vocally. We're like, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it light work for her. If we be honest, it's light work, like singing wise <laughs> yeah. for her. So it gives her a lot more room later. So that's why I'm like, she released this as a single on purpose. My girl is intelligence. <laughs> I just know. I just know because she 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 got a lot up her sleeve. Emotionally, I feel like this shit gonna rock me based on the titles because she dropped like yeah. most of the track list as well. So. Oh, she did? I didn't see that. Yeah. What you about know, you, Michael? It's crazy because I I haven't heard the yes and yet, but because of the thing I say all the time where I'm waiting for the album um for business purposes. But um <laughs> we always I feel like we often talk about like art like what younger artists have accomplished and how it's so impressive to accomplish so much at that certain point in your career, like we talk about Olivia, we talk about Billy, we talk about those types of artists. I feel like Ariana, not to spend too much time on like what you've accomplished at a certain age, because a lot of that stuff like doesn't truly matter to me anyway. But um Ariana's like the youngest artist I can think of that has nothing to prove to me. Like she's done everything that she yeah, could maybe possibly- that's why yeah. You know what I, you know I, what I mean? You. Like like I can't think of another artist that age range who's been in the business like as long as she has that truly has nothing to prove. Like she could drop the worst album I've ever heard, and I'd be like, oh, "Didn't like that," but like it really doesn't affect her legacy. Once we have six like, other ones, you she's feel me? Done everything she's yeah. done, everything like she's done everything. I mean, unless you want to like stadium tour, like if you want to count that as like something she might want to do one day, but like she could do it if she wanted to. It's not about yeah. availability, really. Um, so, yeah, I don't really, like, expectation-wise, I'm just really excited. Like, I have an expectation kind of because I've listened to so much of her music and I kind of expect a certain sound. 
Um, I guess I'm expecting like more of a position sound, but maybe that's because it's recency bias. And I didn't listen to Yes And, so I don't know where the album is going, even though you guys said it's not going based off of Yes And. Uh, I can't I can't wait because I'm truly going in with just like, yo, whatever this is, this is. And it's like a it's a gift to us either way. I'd like to say this because I said it in my reaction. I don't care what anybody says. Cause you didn't hear yes and Bobby, did you hear the remix? Oh the, no. I, I saw people I saw people getting on that pretty hard. These children have no respect. And you're gonna hear me that y'all have no you have you have no Mariah Carey could have came on that track and farted and it wouldn't have mattered. That is Mariah Carrie. That is Mariah Carey. She's one of our only living, breathing legends that still exists and is with us. I don't care. I truly don't. That is an incredibly insane accomplishment. One, because Mariah ain't Mariah is Mariah. If you know she the diva of all divas, she don't just hop on anybody's track, bro. Especially somebody who immediately from her very first song out was already being compared to her. They were like, oh, she's the new Mariah, even though Mariah is still here and breathing and alive. So Mariah was like, I wish her longevity in her career. I hope she does really well. You know, and that was 10 years ago. And now she hopping on her track. All of the legends approve. Ariana is going to go. It's, it's, it, all of the legends approve. Aretha approved while she was here. God rest her soul. I love it. I'm very excited. So regardless, <laughs> this is her most iconic era to me, just as off the strength of that. The song says Ariana Grande and Mariah Carey. I don't care. <laughs> it's iconic. It's I it's iconic. If you don't like it, that's fine. Be quiet. You ain't gotta listen to it. But don't you ever get on the internet and bad mouth uh, uh, Mariah Carey, bro. She's too She's too much of a legend. She's li- a living, breathing one. Have some respect. All right, continue. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much. I'm just really excited, and I assume we're also going to do our typical sort of album breakdown reactions together to that album, I assume. Yeah, it's going to yeah, be a lot of our content moving forward because we got yeah, yeah man, so many <laughs> albums going through. So what we did for Nikki's album, we're going to do that for every album that like we come yeah, across. Let, we that, that was really do. fun to do. It was. Um, so yeah, that one's coming up March eighth. What I did here is I have a list of the albums that are confirmed, have an album release date, and I'm going in order of the ones coming soonest. And okay. then, then we'll go over the ones without a release date who we pretty much know are dropping this year either way. Um, but yeah, after cool. March 8th, the next person I have is Casey Musgraves, March 15th. Not sure if you guys mess with Casey at all. I love Casey. She's dropping an, she's dropping an album March 15th. I don't have familiarity with Casey outside of knowing she's probably, she's arguably the biggest like country name out there. I'll just um, say this. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought so. I'll just say because I, I can't really be a part of this conversation. So I, a lot of my peoples were telling me, "Hey, listen to Casey Musgrave." So I was like, "You know what?" So I, I she just like released a song last week or something like that, mm-hmm. and I turned it on. I listened to ten seconds. I said, "Nah, this ain't for me." So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's yeah, where I'm at. Ten second shot clock. Yeah, basically. Wow. Um, I don't even know if it was ten seconds. It might have been like four to four to six, uh, realistically. Well, I'm not um, saying we're covering that on the show, but I, uh, at least we'll we'll let the audience know that Casey's got an album. If you're interested in that, you're interested in it. Uh, Maya, do you have any familiarity with Casey? Hi, horse. Ooh, <laughs> I love her. I do. 
I do. I I I have quite a few of her songs from uh is it her was it her debut project? I don't know, was High Horse on her debut project? I can't remember this woman. Whatever that project is, I have several of those songs on my phone. <laughs> I like I like how her stuff is like it's country based, but there's like pop yeah. elements. Kelsey Ballerini does that a lot too, yeah. And that's why I love I told you I loved her project. Yeah. yeah. Uh Casey also has a very beautiful voice. Um and she plays guitar and she's very pretty. So I like Casey. Casey's cool. <laughs> Although I was thinking there was a, a award show where she performed and I did like that song. I don't know what it was or it was, I don't, I don't even remember. Was it the I VMAs? Do, I do remember. Or the Grammys. I, have no I can't idea. remember. I actually do want to know what song that was though. Cause I actually did like it. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I bring her up just because she's a big artist dropping. I don't, I'm not familiar with her outside of a feature she did with Zach Bryan that I really like, but um, I will be listening to the album when it comes out. Uh, after Casey, we have two drops on March 29th. I'll quickly go over the one we'll spend less time on. That's J-Hope is dropping March 29th. I'm a little confused about that because he's still enlisted. Um, and that announcement was really recent. Uh, I got to do more research on that, but uh, oh. J-Hope of BTS did y'all see that there was like some K-pop awards and like someone like pooped all over the floor and then it was like a whole thing? What? What? No. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was the funniest shit. Because listen, floor. I was on TikTok and like, it was like, you know how like when you interact with something on TikTok, you like keep getting more and more videos about it or whatever because the algorithm. Yeah. So, there was like just I, there was like this random post of I, I don't know any of these the, of the people's names in K-pop, but there was just like people on the stage just like going like this, and like there was people in the crowd like ah, and then like I kept finding out little by little more of the story is like <laughs> my like TikTok was informing me, and I guess what happened was some one of the fans like pooped on the floor, and then people were stepping in it and all this kind of stuff, and like it just smelled terrible. Like in the and, audience. Um, yeah, in the audience. Oh my yeah. god! Oh my um, god! So yeah, that's uh, disgusting. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds terrible. That's crazy. J uh, <laughs> Hope, Jack in the Box. I love that project, and I'm excited to see what um Hope on the Street is what it's called. I'm really excited to see what he does with that. Which group uh, is I, he in? He's in BTS. Um, right. He's one. Of, he's one of the rappers. So this will be a it'll be a hip hop project. But I don't. I I'm a little confused again. Like I said, because he's enlisted currently. And he's not out for another like seven or eight months, so we'll see Is what that comes to be. The from guy that. that did the J Cole song, yeah, he did the J Cole okay. collaboration. J Cole's like his favorite, all his all time fave. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, dropping the same day is uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this artist before, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. First of all, Renaissance shout out Act two? to the first black woman to debut number one Facts. Billboard Hot. Uh, country songs chart after they tried to suppress her last week yeah on, the, on that radio right and it wasn't happening the beehive said <laughs> and, and listen <laughs> we were, i didn't i didn't participate in this part but i definitely re reposted and liked a whole bunch of posts uh, uh a lot of us were going un undercover as conservatives on facebook and um <laughs> <laughs> And was requesting to our local uh, stations and friending people and going to different groups and saying, hey, guys, you got to listen to this new Beyonce. And, uh, and, uh, and, and the profiles are just hilarious. You know, obviously the Trump banners and stuff. You got to look, got to play the role. 
Um, mm -hmm. They were like, this is what we need to do to get our girl on the country radio station so we can get it done. <laughs> And then it, and we did it, so I'm very happy. We did it, guys! Yay! Man, I'm, Beyonce. I'm, I'm so excited. Words can't express how excited I am for this act and the next one because we already talked about what I what we think the third one is going to be. But very important. She's already. And here's the thing: people were like, "Don't minimize like." Beyonce is not reclaiming country. Like there are black people in countries. Like we know that, but none of, unfortunately, none of those country artists, black country artists have the, the visibility that Beyonce does. So simply by her coming over here she and, and, and exactly all the girls, oh. shout out to Tanner, Adele, love her, uh, uh, buckle bunnies. That's her track. That shit is cute. Um, her, there's so many other like war and treaty, like black country artists who've been working for a long time and just haven't had the visibility that people are finding now because of Beyonce. Um, and I think that 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 is all part of her master plan. I just love this one. She's just so smart. <laughs> She's just so that's a good Virgo woman, smart and detailed in everything that she does. So I'm sure she knew that like this would be a byproduct. Um, because like the country. We did that too. So in case anybody didn't know. So everybody's like, oh, she's just coming over here and and just I'm like, bro, no. I, <laughs> I think no. the idea of reclaiming the genre, like, yeah, obviously there's black country artists. I it's even more than the visibility aspect though. I think because one, I think reclaiming also has the context of like history, which I feel like we're always to like how we talk about Beyonce is like a historian with her music. And I feel like that's going to have a big role in that where I, I assume it will. I don't know if it will, but like based off her most recent of projects since like Lemonade to Black is King to Renaissance, like so much of it is about reclaiming things. Right. Um, and so I really feel like that will be a part of the album. I also think because of who Beyonce is as an artist, like always being labeled R&B or like people don't even put Beyonce in the pop category, really. Like not like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's like queen of R&B. Like anyway, that's the whole thing. But then I think her moving over to country and then being majorly successful in the genre does put it so that like when it eventually does get nominated for different things and it has critical acclaim and all that, I feel like that has a big, like a big role in the reclaiming of it. Um, because I feel like in America with like capitalism and all this kind of stuff, I feel like the success of things also plays a role in the reclaiming aspect. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm really excited for the album. Um, once again, like I know we're expecting country and all that, but what I'm, expect like what i'm anticipating is to see how she flips it into her own genre if you will because i feel like beyonce is a genre and so i feel like her yes. being able to flip it yeah <laughs> i want to see <laughs> i want to see beyonce country like what does that mean and then also i feel like it has to do with um because like she has so many different sounds of house and different things on renaissance I want to see like, okay, like Beyonce's from Houston. So is it just going to be like, just this, like, like, I, I don't, I don't know how to like, I don't know countries, subgenres and stuff really, but like 
there's so many different types of like Texas and Houston influences that she could put in something like an R&B record with mm -hmm. like the country mixed into it and this and that. I think it'll be interesting to see how she like blends that all together. That That's what I'm the most excited to see. I'm that's expecting vocals. That's it. Oh, yeah. At the, at, the, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's it. So this is like a really interesting time for me because I've always, just being alive, I've always known Beyonce's importance and relevance and all of the above. But I've only recently started listening to the music. Like, really listening to the music. Like, actually giving it attention. Um you know, covering the albums. And I just listened to four. I talked to you about that, Maya. Uh, we had a good conversation. Y'all should have seen me in a group chat. It was all caps. I was like, ah! <laughs> yes! Four? Which one is four? It's got, it four. starts with Love on Top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's so many hits on that, Joe. You can't, you can't, it's endless well, that's, hits. Yeah, so like I went into, I went into, I went into that album vi video thinking... Because if typically if an album, like when it comes to my channel anyway, if an album has too many songs that I recognize, I won't cover the album for the channel because I've heard all these songs already. And when I went into four, I was like, oh, Love on Top, I know that song. Um, Run the World, I know that song. I don't know the rest of these songs, so I'm just going to cover the album. It'll work out because I don't know most of these songs. And I was sitting there and songs kept playing that I knew. Party played. And I was like, oh, I know Party. Countdown played. I know Countdown. Dance for You. I know that song. End of Time. I know the song. Best thing I never had. Like, I know that, like, what the, f like, I was like, it was like a bombardment of, like, yeah. remembering, like, experiencing these songs wherever I was at the time, because I, I didn't experience them by choosing to play them. They just were played and wherever I was. And that just mm -hmm. goes to show like the the relevance of Beyonce and how long she has been relevant. Um, it's also crazy too, because I've now, I've only listened to Renaissance um, for and Lemonade in full and like really given them my attention, sat down and listened to them all for the channel, all for my channel anyway. And it is fucking insane. Like there's only, I would really have to sit down and think about it. But the fact that like, renaissance and the the importance of like the black and queer pioneers of house music and dance music obviously like the, rele the relevance of how important that album was but like what it represented right what, what it was about and then you have lemonade which is like coming back from betrayal displaying like your life to the world uh dealing with anger and emptiness and forgiveness like towards the end of it um and then you have four which is like a display like it's like a, a a charcuterie board of like different types of music and like mm -hmm. messages and themes and then like the albums couldn't be any different is what i'm saying like all three of these albums are entirely different experiences and i can't really say that for a lot of other artists if i just took three of their random albums and sat down and listened to them and like actually said they're great albums as well cuz all three are great albums too like i really truly feel that way so i'm i'm going through like a beyonce like like i i always loved her and respected her admired her but i'm recently like it's it's starting to go level up for me where like i'm just going to start like looking at her like with the Google Come, eyes, friend. Like, like the Join like the us. Join us, friend. That was Join me like three us. years ago. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. He's doing self-title like next, y'all. 
He's doing self-title next. Oh my god, self-title. Don't tell him, don't tell him, don't tell him, Bobby. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing because I already told him. Yeah, I, I self-titled was crazy, I, and I'm I'm worried about the same thing happening again. I look at self-titled. I know Drunken Love, obviously, and I know EXO, but everything else I don't recognize. But I'm I'm I am worried about the same stuff happening when Hold I get on, to self-titled. Let me see. Let me see. You're gonna recognize a couple of more. You're gonna rec- you're gonna recognize okay. like maybe two two three more. But that's fine because I even the songs that I didn't recognize all four, I was being blown away by like how cohesive they fit in the album, the different stories they were telling. Like, uh, what's the one song? Let me get to four here real quick. Uh, School and Life is completely different from my One of my, you. Favorite, my top five. I'm top like, five Beyonce songs ever for me. She's putting y'all on game right now. Like, listen up. And then you get to like, that last track is one of my favorites, I Was Here. Because it's like, yo, she, yeah, wrote, I I, she, she wrote I Was Here in 2011. Can you imagine like the way she feels now? Like the accomplishments that she's accomplished since I Was Here, which is kind of all about what have I accomplished up to this point and like what's the effect it's leaving on the world? It's Legacy. fucking crazy. I just, and it's only gotten better. And that's why I'm just yeah. like, oh. Yeah, yeah. The thing that's just so crazy to me about Beyonce is her... Like when you're, when you're talking about all these different things, like when I found out, my I'm right about this, right? Like B-Day was made because it was everything she wanted to say as um as Dina. Like, and then she made the album. Right or is that? T- I thought she said that in T- the interview. Right? It was a part. It was part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then she like made the album that. in like two weeks. Yeah, B Day. She made she made B Day pretty quick. I remember that. Yeah, That's insane. Is But then also pick. like when we go to Lemonade and on the thing I just appreciate so much about Beyonce. And I'm just gonna say it so much is just the the history aspect because even like the way Michael was describing Lemonade facts, but then also another big part of Lemonade was just like the black woman experience from like a long time ago to now and just kind of like the generational uh not just curses of it just like the effects of everything um yep. uh, of like the history of a black woman in america was a gigantic part of that album and like ever since lemonade like that's what she's been doing like yeah. she's like it's like it's very historical um so that you're, you're, expect- like so you're expecting King. more of that with oh yeah act, with act two i think it's that's already renaissance history as a act like i think that's what it is is like a project is mm-hmm. this like historical reclaiming of things time um, capsule yeah and like i think yeah i'm expecting because like yeah we get the personal connection in the first act of renaissance through uncle johnny and then we get this exploration of all of like you said like uh the black and queer influence in house music i'm expecting a gigantic personal connection in act two because like she's from houston i'm expecting like just a gigantic it's so connection so cool and so rare because not only are you gonna get like you can with an artist that big who consistently delivers one of the most exciting things about getting a new album is like oh this is gonna be great music to listen to like i'm gonna get great music but it's so beyond that it's exactly what bobby was saying like it it's important it's important and you can't often say that about albums that drop you can't really often say like this is important Exactly. Cause it's like it shows, and now what you're seeing is like, <laughs> I was talking to my friend. I was like, "Girl, we could come, we can, <laughs> we can come out the closet." But essentially, I've loved country my entire life because of my <laughs> grandma. Like, I've been listening to the Dixie Chicks since I was seven. Like, my ear is finely tuned, like for the genre that. Couple with, I live in Maryland, 
people don't consider us to be the South, but I've been to hella rodeos and I've been to hell, like, it's a part of country is very much black culture as well. Like a lot of us grew up going to the rodeo, grew up going to different places. Um, and being in just like in nope when he like, in like talked like, about like um you know like black people were cowboys first and stuff like that well i was like well, yeah that makes so much sense because it was physical labor <laughs> so that makes all the sense in the world i have to leave i have to leave, I have to leave. no but like we really think over. that the job it's of a true. cowboy we really think it's going to be a white person back then really like come on now. no no yeah we knew how like, we, we we figured out how to how to harness the horses we figured out all of that stuff so like it it really is about to be a yet another <laughs> black cultural moment with this woman. Here we go. Another yeah. one. Another yeah. one. And another I'm gonna one. explode. Exactly. I'm gonna explode. Like, cause it is, it's gonna be sonically gorgeous and it's gonna be important. And it's gonna be a moment because all she does is create yeah. moments, man. Like yes. not just musical moments, cultural moments. It's called the Beyonce effect. For a reason, the woman drives up the economy. People buy all types of cowboy boots, hats, spurs, and shit on Amazon. <laughs> like, like it's, it, I her impact can never be denied. <laughs> no, I just love like just even outside music, like in personal life, everything. Like when okay, we have this thing happening in the world right now, and it's like this, but it's because of this thing that happened a hundred years ago, right? Like I love that connection mm -hmm. and i feel like beyonce is really good at that kendrick is amazing at that that's part that's like the biggest reason why i like kendrick and they like really share a similarity there which is i oh, i wonder if that's kendrick. why they're like an unofficial duo um i because, love like, yeah, when he like, came out <laughs> because like all of his albums do that like every single one is like okay my life is like this and it's because Ronald Reagan did all this, which led to Compton being like that. Or like into Pimple Butterfly. It's like black cultures like this because of everything we went through back in the day. And I just love that so much. It's like one of my favorite things. So, yes, that's my ultimate expectation and hope for Act 2 and Act 3 uh, from Beyonce. Y'all gonna see a completely different side of me when Act 3 drops. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> if, it's, if it's rock, if it's rock. I'm gonna be who I was, who I've always been since middle school. I'm gonna be on this bitch with my raccoon eyes I'm and my lipstick. Y'all gonna see. Listen, <laughs> my goth era was a moment. That was a good era. I'm gonna have She's to get gonna a make wig. You feel so vindicated, bro. <laughs> Do it for us, Beyonce. Do it for all of us who were clowns, I gotta get the, girl. I gotta get the wig where I gotta keep it going to the <laughs> side. <laughs> Tonight will be wig. the night that I will fall for you. Not the baying. <laughs> Don't make me change it. my mind. Well, I was at a wedding and they played that song as like the dance song, like cut with the bride and groom. Like, a little tear like coming down. The <laughs> Michael, have you heard Igor Tyler the Creator's album? Igor? I, I haven't heard any Tyler yet. No, Maya, you've heard it, right? It's my yeah, favorite. She's heard yeah, it. you know the intro, like the yes, um, it's like just the instrumental. That's what me and Stephanie walked out to on our wedding in the reception. You're lying. It was fire. You're lying. You did not. No, I'm dead serious. That's you know how it has everything. that really long Yes. Yes, so that's like, everything. Not you coming. It's just bass. So we had like the whole reception just waiting. And like as soon as it dropped, that's what we started. That's what we started walking out. It was great. And it's hard as fuck. That's so hard. <laughs> 
I love Steph. I need to meet your wife. Yo, anyway, oh go my ahead. God, it was a whole moment. Oh my goodness. Shout out to us. So That's beautiful. Shout yeah. out to that. Uh, so I and then we walked out to Halo on the way out of the... Um, what the fuck? It's like after you say I do, what's it called when you walk back? Like when you walk out? The end? You're the married, you're the married one here. <laughs> I don't remember what I don't remember what it's called. But after we said I do, and we like walked out, uh, we were walking out to Halo. Trying to get some tears jerked in that audience. Yeah. And then our first dance was a song we made together, so it was fire. This was like sang together or like. Yeah, it's on Spotify. If y'all want to listen to it. Oh, put <laughs> what? the people on. Put what the, the people on. Mean? Hey, not right now though. Not right now though. Don't listen to it right now. Okay, fine, fine, fine. But, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about that's this funny because sure. it's actually called right now. <laughs> It's you, right now. Bobby you search Foster, Bobby Foster, Stephanie Foster. Right. That's um, yeah. so fucking. Fire. I learned cute. how to produce so I could make that song for us. That's so yeah. sweet. I you love little, that. You got a little bit of Kobe in you, Mister Romantic. Oh yeah, I can get. I can get for sure. Learn to sure. play. Learn to play the piano just for you know. Yep. No, it was more than that. I like learned how to engineer the whole thing. <laughs> like it took me a long time. Bro, you have an Apple Music <laughs> page. <laughs> yeah, the the only project on there is actually just a spoken word project with some instrumentals on there because I used to do spoken word. You can skip past that, but it's fire because it is a whole like full circle. Now run those really streams. Cool. Run those streams up. Yeah. Oh, I found I, it. You might not RMB and soul. I'm gonna yeah. cry, Bobby. Oh, don't play right now though. Don't do it. I won't. I'm <laughs> not gonna play it. it. I want to. I want to listen to it later. It's so cute. Wait, does Stephanie sing? Please. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this. I got like a singing slash rapping verse on there. Then we're both on the chorus, and then she got a she got a singing verse for the second. Bro, that, I'm not. I ain't getting married and talking to nobody till I find this type of love. Fuck you, me. <laughs> what are you talking about? That man made a song. I live. Yo, it was okay. wild because yeah, we were just like man, like we could not find a song that we wanted to dance to, and I was just like, make it ourselves. Let's make it. <laughs> Let's do it. It's the one with y'all on the that's, beach. And that's the hard body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I gotta check it out. It's pretty good. I like it. That's gold like level it. Riz, bro. That's Riz. Um. <laughs> Don't accept anything oh, less, ladies and gentlemen. Hell no. I like that. I'm being like a a model for relationships right now. I like it. Keep it, keep it coming. I like the good vibes. <laughs> something, that's something to feel good about. Something, something, yeah. to be proud, something to be proud of, man. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Thank you. I really um, appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, that's all Relationships I got. are I'll effort, people. It's effort. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Relationship <laughs> corner hour with Bobby Foster. Hey. No, period. That's why um, I used to life coach people on. Actually. Oh, the relationship shit? Yeah. Yeah. You know what was really cool? I just want to talk about it for a second because this was a feel-good moment for me. So I was life coaching this one, uh, this one person, this woman, and she was like just going through stuff with her relationship, and she wanted, you know, she just wanted she wanted to be married, wanted to have kids, and like it wasn't working out. So that's when I first I had my first like couples life coaching thing. And it was going good. And then I started doing content creation and like our sessions were over or whatever, and then I like checked back in with her like a couple years later and like they were married. They had kids. She had the house she wanted and everything. And like they were about to break up like right before I started coaching them. Um, So I was like, damn, that's cool. that I could play like a little role in that. That made me want to coach again. Like when I saw that, I was like, damn, that's cool. I like that. I love that. Yeah, it was really nice. Did you check in on like all the people you would talk to kind of down the line? 
like down the line you like every in. single person i've like yeah. coached before no I, I didn't do that i just because we were like friends on facebook and i had okay. just logged in and i saw uh how she was doing because like i'm barely on facebook anymore so but yeah no that was really cool oh uh, man life coaching is fire i like it i'm gonna have to go back to doing that i really enjoyed it it's 2024 man there's no limitations on you yeah no yeah do do everything bro shit especially you're in your time of exploration figure that figure that shit out figure that shit out for real because i'm trying to be inspire me (laughs) that's what i was about to say i was like i don't want to be too frivolous and be like listen i'm about to be on my beyonce shit like for real this time (laughs) (laughs) Like, like actually Yes. I'm expecting a lot of motivation next month. Greatness. Only greatness. What else is on the docket? What else uh, is coming out? So I skipped JT. I feel like we talked enough about him. Unless mm-hmm. something else you want to go over, I'm good. Nope. Uh, so JT's coming out March 15th. Um, then there's a couple really quick hitters. Conan yeah. Gray, Conan Gray's dropping. I'm excited for that. He's a really good young writer. Um, Love him. Yeah, Conan Gray's dropping April 5th. Lizzie McAlpine's dropping April 5th. Ms. Lizzie's one of the best in the game, vocals and pen. So yeah. shout out to her for that. Uh, she announced the tour, too, today, actually. So that was exciting. Um, Tori Kelly's dropping April 5th. Um, yeah. Uh, Wait, didn't she drop last year? She did, It was an right? e- yeah. EP. This is an album. Mm. This is a whole album. She, she heard also a couple songs from that. It was good. One of the best vocalists, period. Uh, so I can't wait it, for that. Period. Yes. Um, Jesse McCartney's dropping April fifth. If you're if you're from the, born <laughs> in the if you're born in the nineties, if you're born in the nineties, <laughs> Jesse McCartney. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I have no thoughts. I just wanted to point it out. He came to um, my college, and I lost my shit. <laughs> oh, wow. was, I mean, my not, school, my God. My college loved bringing like older people. Fucking uh, Jesse McCartney came to our school. Steve O came to our school. I was like, okay, like, but Jesse I was came in- and he sang all his hits and 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 I threw draws. It was great. <laughs> My college must have known that I was that I was there because we had Big Sean come to UCF three times while I was there. That was fire. Loved it. That was actually my first concert. It was a Big Sean concert. Shout out to Big Sean. It's my guy. He dropped it. He's dropping an EP. It's called Jesse, All's Well. You looked up Jesse McCartney. Hell yeah. I, used to love, I told you I threw my drawers hey, on the stage. He's I touring, love him. I think he's touring also. Wait, is Jesse McCartney like the Disney guy? No. That's Aaron Carter. No, no, no. Not Aaron Carter. Uh-uh. I'm talking I about... I don't know if he did Disney. I think he just did Disney. He had that... McGuire. No, he had that song for the Disney movie beautiful, where... Yeah, beautiful Soul. Leaving... Uh, I don't want to know I can like remember the movie. Face. I don't want just anyone to hunt. Hold on. That's I got it. Hold on. That and leaving. Did you say leaving, Michael? Jesse yeah, I said leaving. Yeah, yeah. I, used to, I used to really mess with Jesse McCartney. <laughs> oh, did I? So did I. Okay. Um, While well, Bobby looks that up, C is dropping May 3rd. Yes. Uh, he had a song called Good Life for the movie Stuck in the Suburbs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that song yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Good That's life. where I knew him from. You're right. You're right. Shout he out. wasn't in the movie, but I remember that song. Shout yeah. out, Je- shout out, Jesse. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Maggie Rogers is dropping April 12th. Maggie Rogers is a really good writer. Shout out to Maggie. So after this, there's no more officially released dates. 
but there's still artists worth talking about that are definitely dropping this year that maybe we won't have as much time to talk about. So maybe we can talk about them now real quick. Um, Billie Eilish, we know, is dropping this year. So yeah. what are we looking for from this new project? I don't know. I want more songs that were like happier than ever, where like she brought energy you at the more, end of more, it. More like, energy. I want because I love happier than ever. Like yeah. the song, not the album. I like the song a lot. Um, and I, I'll kind of want more of that. I like the rock, you know, in there, that that rock influence in there. Um I want songs that are gonna make me cry until I have no tears left. Um <laughs> I think you'll I think you'll still get that. I think the last album had some of that. For me it did. Yeah, there was your, a couple. Like your power definitely made me cry. Uh, yeah. with you know what, what it was about, obviously. Um but yeah, I just I get what you're saying because even even with the crying, like it can be a lot of the slower paced music, like I the singles like drops as well. Phineas likes to experiment too much sometimes, so I don't <laughs> want him to go way out of left field. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me something original, but not just completely experimental. Like that was my personal problem with Happier Than Ever. I fe- I just felt like it was too much experimentation on Phineas's part. Um, I want to. I know see. that Billy's started writing more of her own stuff so i want to see mm-hmm. how that's improved i want to see her music videos since she's directing all of them now i want to see um i like how you know each album so far i know there's only two is really a reflection of things she actually goes through so i want to like have that be in there as well um i mean that's what made also that that barbie song so great too was just like how much of a connection she had to like the concept of of barbie and like what was in the movie um so yeah like that was yeah that's that's everything i want i have a lot of expectations sorry billy um i just love you so <laughs> i got a lot of expectations <laughs> i want to see I, I love her and phineas is a duo i do i want to see her work with another producer not because he's Ooh, bad really not mm. because he's bad i like his production <laughs> i just want to see what it would sound like that's all I just oh, want to wow. see what it would sound like. Um, but I but I love both of them. I, I like, well, the first project is definitely my favorite out of the two, but I liked Happier Than Ever. It was cool. Um, I'm always expecting vocals with Billy. That's a given. I'm going to get that regardless. Um, mm-hmm. Sonically, my favorite, If <laughs> this should tell you everything. If you know Billy, if you know her discography, I'm going to tell you my favorite. My favorite Billy songs are Elo Milo, I love you. Uh, I love I love you. Belly ache. That's all for EP. Mm. Um, I love the song "Happier Than Ever," and I love I love bad guy. That shit's cute. I love the I love oh. I love the video. Bad guy. Bad guy's hard. Uh, but yeah, I I love her darker tracks. I love her more. Like, do you like Six Feet Under? Do you know that song? I don't think no by name. I don't think so. What's on? Is that? I don't think it's like on an album. I think it's just like a standalone song, but it is fire. One of my favorite songs from like 2016. It's old. I don't think I know that one either. Yeah, no. Um, but I like her darker tracks. I like her moody tracks, her emotional tracks, uh, the ones that are supposed to make you cry, but not me. I, I just like to sing them. Uh, I love you is probably one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my life, and I love I singing love it. You. <laughs> it's so, so 
so sad, but so beautiful. I want more tracks like that because that's what uh, um, the Barbie's tr- soundtrack song sounds like to me is, is yeah. akin to like an I love you. Yeah, like yeah. it's just super heartfelt, super um, personal. And I feel like that's where where her voice shines too, because everybody like she she's said all the time. I don't really like belting, so she does. So she doesn't do a whole lot of it. It's all super controlled, all very breathy, but like gorgeous. And I feel like it shines on like tracks like that. So I want more moody, dark tracks. That's what I want. <laughs> two al- two albums, uh, two albums uh, officially like full length. No features. Do you want that to continue on the next one? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Ooh. But that, or that adds to the energy aspect you're talking about, Bobby. If she added like a, you know, whoever it might be. I like the no features. Me. I do. I feel like Billy's the perfect person to like try to put a rapper on the track. Don't fucking do it. It doesn't, don't do it. Just, just she's fine. <laughs> no, I is as as I, secret it as depends. it is. I'm gonna take it to the grave. I don't care if Ariana got features on this shit either. I hope it's just her. I do. I think it depends. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm perfectly fine with no features. Like that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really weird because she doesn't have like collabs in general, like yeah, at exactly. all. Period. Like, Clean. so like I can't even. That's about it. I can't even like imagine it really. Um, I mean, like a song like Bad Guy, for example, I always said, like, because I know she had like Justin Bieber on the remix or whatever. I was always like, like that song could have had like a good rap verse on there, like after the beat transition. Um, but like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If she does yeah, have a feature, I'd want it to be good, like rappers that she fucks with personally, like Denzel Curry or like. I think at this point, J. Cole can do no wrong to me. So I think he could have a great verse on a Billie Eilish song. He can he can do no wrong to me. I think J. Cole is like, I feel like we haven't seen a feature run like as quality, not necessarily quantity, since like Wayne back in 08. I was going to say Wayne too. Wow. J. Yeah. Cole's features are just godly. Like he doesn't miss. J. Cole and Billie Eilish would be uh, interesting. He could mixture. do it. I don't know what I expect from Billy other than what I've gotten so far, but I definitely, I mean, it's obvious to say like Billy's entering a really important age in her life as we all sit here and know, like we went through that too. And is really like defining. And How old is she now? 22, 23. Yeah, 22. Um, yeah. So I would say that uh, I expect something. I don't want to say more mature because her music's pretty damn mature for her, her age already. Uh, but I am curious to see like the the growth in maturity, especially with the songwriting, especially because Bobby pointed out she's going to do more of like the solo songwriting, more involved. Not that she's not involved already, but like we know Phineas's uh, involvement is very heavy. Uh, so I can't wait. Uh, the yeah. next, I, I made a huge fucking mistake, and I forgot oh. to mention Taylor Swift comes out April nineteenth. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's officially confirmed. <laughs> April nineteenth, Taylor Swift. As far as the albums that are confirmed, um, Maya, what? <laughs> I'm expecting a Michael Jackson feature. I was, no, I'm just kidding. I was about, I was, I was about to say some, I was about to say some real shady. Oh my god! I was about to say some real shady. Listen, Michael, Michael got too caught up talking about Beyonce. Forgot about Tay Tay. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. Cut it out. I'm joking. <laughs> Don't do that to him. I'm joking. You can cut that out of the episode if you want to. (laughs) 
I never, I never, ever, ever think about one while I'm thinking about the other. And that's all I have to say about the two of them. Great way to go about it. So I want to talk about, this is what I think. I'll be completely honest with you about this Taylor album. I'll be completely honest with you. Taylor has a ton of albums, right? Yeah. A a lot, right? She's been dropping very consistently. I think this is going to be, what do they call it? Uh, Artist magnum opus or whatever. I think this is going to be that album. I think it's going to be like her defining album of her whole entire career. Um. I don't know why I think that. It's completely just like intuitive. I have nothing logical to necessarily uh, go besides with the, that. The t- besides the title of it that you love. Yeah, besides the title and the cover. I mean, the title is already her best title to me. Like, I know 1989. Yeah, no, the title is hard. Like, no, yeah. the title is by far like one of the best album titles I've ever heard, period, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like I'm just there. I'm there. I think her revisiting all her old music and recording it. Um, and then doing all her new stuff just has her in this artistic frame of mind of just like pulling from everything. And I just feel like it's going to be honestly for her own sake. I hope it's the best thing she ever puts out because like, she's really at this point where that's what people want um, for it to just be like the best thing ever. And I really think, I think she's going to nail it. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, so yeah, my expectations are ridiculously high. Um, I want to lower them though, so that in case it actually is that good, I'll actually feel like it is that good because you know, <laughs> when you have high expectations, nothing's ever that great. So I, I am going to drop my expectations prior to listening to it, but I'm anticipating greatness. Yeah. I, uh, man, I feel a lot of what you just said, honestly, I, it's interesting because I think this is an important release for her personally um because midnights in my opinion wasn't great like it was it was fine depending on who you are obviously it has a lot of success but of course it did um i just i think that she needs to follow midnights with something that's a lot better than midnights i agree and especially because I don't, know, I don't want to show she'll never she's so we already had the the fame conversation. I don't want to revisit that. But I feel like Midnight isn't like that album isn't like matching with like how I view her like as far as like the fame goes. I, I think this album has the potential to sort of get up there and that's what I'm real that's what I'm most excited about. I'm excited to like have a conversation with a Taylor Swift hater and be like, you be you heard that <laughs> you, you heard that new torture poets? You heard that new torture poets? Like I'm excited to have those conversations. That's why I want it to be really great. Um, I thought you were talking about Maya specifically. No, I'm not. Well, I mean, she's a good, she's a good example, but I don't. Because I, I thought you were talking about like on the podcast, wanted to talk about it. Oh, no, just, just in, life, in life in general, in life in general, and I'm also I'm expecting like Taylor. So I feel like she's gonna. I feel like these songs will not sound like songs from Midnight's or songs from Folklore, and I don't know what they're gonna sound like. I truly have no idea. But something tells me she's just going to try everything she can to give us something very different, whatever that means. Because she's always done that. Like, Reputation is entirely different from Lover, which is entirely different from Folklore. And then Midnight's is kind of like a combination of a lot of that. Um, I feel like she, like this time she's at a place where she's finally facing like a, okay, I have to like really do something different 
Because, like I said, Midnight's was not all that different. Facts. Well, I have an announcement. <clears throat> oh, this oh, this is, is the one. This is the one. Oh, yeah. Maya told us she had an announcement. <laughs> this is my this, this started. Obviously, I'm on this show, and on this show, we listen to music and we talk about them track by track. Taylor's album is going to be no different. Um, so I will be doing my first ever. Taylor Swift album reaction exclusive Exclusive on my Patreon. It will not be going on my channel. It will be going (laughs) on my Patreon Um, because Sacred, Beyonce's hair care line just dropped and I need money. (laughs) And um, (laughs) this will be the first reaction I've ever done strictly for a coin. And I'm excited because I I need the coins, but also the show like we're gonna go track by track and i want to listen to it so i might as well just do it on camera so so my first my first taylor swift album reaction y'all know my objective view so i'm gonna be very honest and if i enjoy it i'm not a hater i'll say i had a good time (laughs) nice yeah i went through her whole discography (laughs) and what's really Mm. funny is i haven't liked taylor's last three albums um like i haven't liked folklore Folklore, evermore Evermore, or midnight's really um yeah, I, I love folklore. Reputation is like my favorite. That. My I favorite Taylor album is still red. It's still red. It has Ooh. not changed from red. <laughs> just uh, Michael, I was like, I don't all her here. No, I was just saying I love folklore evermore. That's all. Oh, but I, yeah. I get I can understand like them not being your cup of tea. Yeah, I just I, couldn't get I, into like the I can sound. understand. They're they're slower. It's a different yeah. pace, it's a different pace. I can understand like not it not being like my reaction to like folklore was so bad I never put it up. Because <laughs> wow. I, I couldn't like finish it really, like I was re- I was really bored. But shout out to Cardigan and Willow though. I do like both of those songs, so I was I was actually excited to like listen to the albums because I like both of those songs. Um, yeah. yeah, I just I couldn't get into it. Shout out to Reputation. I'm excited to do my first Taylor album reaction. If that's gonna be that's gonna, that's must see TV. <laughs> You heard the man. Sign up for my Patreon. It'll be available in the very <laughs> lowest tier. On the lowest tier, ladies and Let's gentlemen. Let's go. Triangle of capitalists. Taylor, Maya, Beyonce. <laughs> Is that where people go to disappear? <laughs> I'm crying. Um, you got damn yeah. right. The, la- the last thing I have to say about Taylor, this is hu- a huge bar, but I do expect this to be her best written album ever. And that's all I have to say, which best is saying written? a lot. Ooh. Best best written album ever, which, which okay. is saying a lot. But you can't call the album Tortured Poets Department, whatever it's called, and it not be your best written. Plus, I know what she's yeah. capable of. Plus, we have the we, we already know about her life and the breakup and what this, we know what the album's going to be about. I'm ready for I'm pain. Ready. I'm ready for pain. Um, What? <laughs> And I'm ready for pain. <laughs> okay. Uh, other 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 quickies. We know lot La- La- Is it Lana by SZA? Is that what it's called? Lana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you guys yeah. So that? Lana. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked about it kind of briefly. I. It depends if it's an extension of SOS, which I pray to God it's not. Yeah. Uh, I would expect to just hear some more SOS type stuff. If it's its own project, which I really hope it is. Uh, I don't know. Scissor's always kind of giving us different vibes, so I don't really know what to expect. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, Control and SOS is so good. I'm just expecting greatness, really. That's, (laughs) I don't know. I'm just expecting something good. But sonically, I'm not, I know like she performed, what's the song that she did at the Grammys? 
don't in the, the commercial? In the commercial, yeah, I don't know the name of it. Uh, Saturn. Saturn, I think. Saturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That was good. Mm-hmm. I didn't love like it was cool. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't have. I, I just, I cannot believe how well I can because she's brilliant. But the girl blew the. What is a sophomore slump? Because this shit was like the most successful. Facts. So yeah. <laughs> like one of the most successful sophomore albums ever. Um, I think she has a great handle on like what she brings sonically now. Cause cause at first, like, especially when she first dropped um her EPZ, that's where I found her. It, she she's always been experimental. She's always been like lo-fi, really like grungy sounding, like R and B. Um, and for the most part, she stayed like kind of in that alternative R and B lane. So I don't expect this to be like super different. Um I would like me personally, just because I loved it too much. I want more songs like F2F. And I know people are gonna be very mad. Cause I, you know, I love I love the pop punk sound. I think she executed it really well. I'd like to see more tracks like that and more tracks like um Hit Different, actually. I loved Hit Different. That's a good one. I, and and I, I feel like if I have any expectations at all, it's it's gonna be like super alternative R&B vibes again. I don't think it's an extension of SOS at all. I think it was supposed to be like a deluxe originally, but I don't think it's a deluxe anymore. I think it's just its own project. So we'll we'll, we'll see. I have no clue, but I expect it to be good because I like SZA. So I'm excited. SZA is like the most, one of the most unique artists I've ever heard. Like there's no one else that sounds like SZA to me. So I, it's hard to say what I expect. I just expect more of that really signature sound from SZA. I was like from Control, obviously from SOS. I- I'd be perfectly okay with another body of work that features a lot of that same sound that, to me, no one else replicates at the level of SZA. Um, yeah. So I would expect that. Uh, do you? There's there's a lot more here, but none of them are like. Well, let's let's talk about because we did an episode on it. Are are we doing Scarlet Part Two? What are we gonna Scarlet Part Two? Yeah, it's, it's like eight. There's tracks. a part it's, two. It's, yeah, yeah, it's named after that the villain from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I don't, I don't remember. remember. Frollo. Frollo. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She did not name it. <laughs> Fro- she named that shit Frollo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so she's and, about um, to do some really dark, underhanded shit. Then is what I'm hearing. If she named it after Claude yeah. Frollo, yeah, that was your- <laughs> so. I haven't been a fan of basically anything Doja's put out as of late, um, which is really crazy because I was probably the biggest advocate on Twitter about Doja going full on rap. I was probably the biggest, the biggest advocate. I kind of, <sighs> I kind of am sad about my advocation now. Um, I kind of want her to go back to some pop. On me a little bit. I feel like Agora Hills kind of grew on me. Some um, of the tracks on Gabe constantly me. listens to "Paint the Town Red" and "Demons" all the time. So both of those songs, it's just kind of like you know, like when you listen to a song so much, it's just like, yeah, whatever. Just, yeah. So I those songs are okay to me, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I miss. I miss. Planet Her style Doja, I miss it. What's the name of that song? It's like, uh, um, oh, damn, I can't think of it right now. 
with the windows tinted. Look like we don't give a shit. Look like we don't give a shit. Do you know that? That's on her. Is that on Scarlet? Yes. I've only listened to the album once. No, I don't know. <laughs> I've listened to I've listened to Scarlet a couple, eh, like three or four times now, and there's a lot of songs on there that have grown on me. I see what she was trying to do. I see yeah. what I see what she was trying to execute, and for some people, she completely executed it. And for me, it's like I see yeah. what you were trying to do, girl. I see. Yeah, I saw the. I don't think I don't think song. it's horrific. I don't think it's horrific, but mm. I do. If she's dropping a part two, I'll listen to them tracks. You know. Yeah. I, I'll listen to him, I guess. Is she still on her? her never mind. <laughs> <laughs> we can insinuate. No, I heard that, that they broke up. Um, Yeah, I heard they broke up. I so. wouldn't even work with well, that man, too, but I was thinking about that fool that she had on her shirt. She's still on that shit? Oh, I don't know. I don't know at all. But yeah, that that's that's come now. And then who else? Uh who else did I want to? I don't remember who I wanted. Just to Just give us a quick rundown of who else you have on the list, Michael. Yeah, who's, um, who else is on the list? Well, on, on Doja, I'll also say that I I uh, think she's capable of really great things, even though I don't think Scarlet was great. Um, so I would Facts. be down. I'd be down to cover the next album with you guys. Just because I still think she's perfectly capable of great things. Yeah, she said it's only going to be like eight tracks, so it's not that long. Cool. Um, yeah. who else on the list? Uh, I'll go. There's, there's a lot of names, but I'll run them off really quick. And yeah, you, just go you, ahead. You stop me if it's like, let's talk about it. Um, Megan Thee Stallion, J. Cole, Lana Del Rey. Yes, Oh, Meg. J. Cole. Huh? Which, what'd you say? Meg. Meg? I said Meg. Okay. Hiss. Oh my god! And she's not even done yet. She was like, "Girl," she was like, "Listen, his is what they is what the snake does before it attacks. That's not the attack. Mm-hmm. This is it's a warning. So I'm ready for the strike. I'm ready for the the. I, I feel like that's going to be the next single. I don't know when the album is coming, but the girl, this whole rollout has been so fucking great. Ah, so great. Take down Titans the in theme. the process. I'm sorry. Um. It's just great. I'm ready for this. It's team. just a great job. I got, I'm, I'm excited. I haven't heard a Megan project. That'll probably be the first one. So I'm looking forward to it. As far as J. Cole goes, that's like his most hyped album yet so far because he's been hyping it for, I think, five years now. Because mm-hmm. kind of like Beyonce did Renaissance with the different acts, he like posted this timeline like five years ago of his albums that he was doing. So this is like the conclusion of like his timeline that he had out. And people have been just super hype about it for a really long time. Also, I think J. Cole's like the best rapper alive right now. Uh, so I have ridiculously high expectations. <laughs> like cool. super high expectations. Yeah, save I think rap. it's gonna be save rap, bro. We need it. Yeah, basically yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's what I would expect from J. Cole to save rap if he drops this year. Uh Lana Del Rey, anything? I got nothing on Lana. I, I got nothing. Look Isn't forward she to dropping her song. a country project too. Country album, yeah. I look forward to her songwriting. Right. So we'll see. I'll definitely listen to it when it comes out. I just don't have any expectations currently, aside from the fact that I know it's gonna be a well written country album. I know Post Malone's dropping a country album. Post Malone's another one. That's gonna be an interesting listen. Yeah. What? Oh. Hey, I okay. I like like Post Malone. I'm I'm sure I'm not gonna like the whole entire album, but there's always a song or two that I I, I like from Post's albums for sure. Yeah, he was working with Luke Combs. I saw somewhere. Yeah, I think it's a collab album. He's working with Luke Combs. So, um, okay, I he's like, like he's, he's getting like actual country 
people up in there to help him with the project. So, yeah. uh, Dua Lipa. I've seen the very two singles mixed have not moved reviews. That's the reviews I've seen. <laughs> That's yeah, the, they, they haven't insane. moved me. So, I mean, I I remember when I reacted to Future Nostalgia, I was like, damn, like, do it. Like, this is probably one of the best pop albums I've heard, like, ever. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm expecting greatness, but I don't know that the two singles kind of have me expecting not greatness. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I heard mixed things, too. I have not heard the singles, but I w- Future Nostalgia is basically perfect But as a pop album. I would like to hear on a new project something a little more personal. Um, yeah, I, for, I forgot what the, la- the last track on Future Nostalgia is a, a bit personal. I forgot what it's called. It's a little bit personal, but other than that, it's basically just like have a good time with these pop dance yeah. songs, which is But fine. it was too basic, too. The, that the personal one, record, that like the person, writing was way too basic. It was pre- it was pretty basic. It was like general, like this isn't really about me, but here's a general personal message. Yeah. Yeah. I would like something a little bit more about her uh, moving forward. That'd um, be great. Yeah. Uh, Camila Cabello. Was dropping this year. She's already teased something. I don't know when she's dropping. She's still on your bad list, Maya. <laughs> you see this look on my face. No, I don't even. I don't understand all the little clips of stuff I've seen. I was like, Dude, "What do you think she's doing? What do you? What do you?" The internet you makes me feel bad for liking Camilla. <laughs> <laughs> I pl- I played that first album quite a bit before I knew people didn't like her and all that. So when I when I found out that was a thing, I was like, "Damn, for real!" Like I thought she had it. Um, I didn't listen to the second album that much, but the first one had some good spins for me. Yeah, the um, Camilla's made a lot of really great pop music, um, pre Familia, which is like a really different sound um, than what than what Romance and Self Titled was. I'm really excited for Camilla's new album because she. I feel like Familia was something she wanted to do to address her roots uh, or embrace her roots a little bit more. Um, and I feel like now that she's done that, she can kind of go back to that pop sound that I expected her to go to with the new project. And obviously, like, she's gone through uh, something pretty personal with the breakup and stuff. So I expect uh, more heartbreak on the new album, which I always look forward to, uh, despite the pain accompanied with it. Uh, a couple that are just for me, Luke Hemmings and Ashton Irwin from five sauce are both dropping in March. Apparently, uh, can't wait. That's all I got to say. Speaking of solo work out of a group, Leanne and Perry Edwards are both supposed to drop this year, I don't know when, but they're both supposed to drop this year. Me either. Perry's, I love Leanne. Perry's and a Perry. vocalist, a vocalist goat. Uh, and Leanne's just, Leanne's just great at everything. Uh, so, I haven't really gotten into Perry. Does Perry have solo music out? No. Does she? No, nothing. Okay. This will be the first. This will be oh, the wow. first. Um, Zane, which is pretty much just me here, but uh, Zane said on the Call, Her da- the Call Her Daddy podcast he did that this would be his most storytelling album, which is not something he's really done before. So with that information, that's what I'm looking forward to is him storytelling as, as a father, he's in, a, he's in his 30s now. He's a father. Um, this is a very different time for him, so I do expect something a little bit more mature. Um, not that the last album wasn't, but something more personally mature, uh, which I can't wait for. And I do expect Zane's like non-album features are goaded. Like, they're so good. Like, I could list them all, but it's a lot of really good ones. Uh, I expect like one feature on there I really enjoy because I, there was a feature on the last album I didn't enjoy, so he has to make up for that. Uh, Selena, Go- <laughs> Selena Gomez 
Next. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, Lady Gaga. I you know, am going to pee. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait to see what Stephanie is doing. <laughs> so, I'm just glad that the world's me. open back up so people can enjoy her music. And, you know, <laughs> Chromatica definitely grew on me for everybody who was mad about my Chromatica reaction. It grew on me. It did. Um, I just wasn't in the right mindset to hear it and bounce around and enjoy it. But I, I played Chromatica outside and most of it slaps. Most of it. The only Lady Gaga song I ever listened to consistently is Shallow. That's it. Yeah, that's Lady Gaga's music is, is not for me. Um, oh I've never God. listened. I've never listened to an album. I know enough to know that it's not going to be for me, so I've never really... You haven't listened to the Fame Monster? I haven't listened to any album from her. I've um, only listened to Chromatica because I reacted to it. I just don't... I don't want to... I know that it's not... It's one of those very rare moments where I know it's not going to be for me. So I've just kind no, of avoided Michael, it. Michael, please. Like, okay, listen. The Fame Monster is my favorite Lady Gaga album, okay? So if you listen to any Lady Gaga album, it needs to be the Fame Monster. The songs are on there? Bad, that has bad romance on it. I'm sure all of you guys uh, know bad romance. You know Alejandro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's on there. There's so many. There's please like <laughs> <laughs> y'all talking about I might just stick to shallow. and shit, and y'all haven't heard <laughs> the Fame Monster. You cannot talk about pop perfection if you have not heard the Fame Monster. I'm so very sorry to break it to you, gentlemen. I need you to educate yourselves. I need you to fix your ears. If she, made, if you don't if she do made... reactions. Please, for my sake. I'm listening she... to Zane. <laughs> I, need, I need you to get into my fave. Please. Yeah, but, but, Zane, but you've already listened to Zane. Times. You know that you'll like that. Like I Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I've heard I've heard I know the singles you just named, not really songs that I run to go listen to personally. There are better ones. There are better ones on the fame monsters than that. I'm telling you, please. Like, oh my god. I'm not, I'm not denying that they're like great pop huge hits like they definitely are they were everywhere when they came out i just i should i don't if she made an album full of shallows i would fucking run to that but i don't she doesn't have that. joanne go listen to joanne is it an album full of shallows it, it's it's as close as you're gonna get just go listen to that one that's what you need okay that's what you need because okay. what was the single from that one uh, million reasons. Okay, I like I like that song. I like that song. Yeah, that's that's Joanne. So if that's what you need, then go there, friend. But you have to listen to, <laughs> to listen to Gaga, <laughs> please. Uh, the only two I have left are Harry Styles, which is more of a rumor. Oh, he's dropping. He's he's like it's just a rumor, but he hasn't said a word. He's he never really says a word. Um. He's got. See, I was just talking about this recently to somebody. Harry has my favorite rollout of any artist like process. It's very efficient. It's like I think it's played a large part of like a lot of his success too. Um, so when he says he's gonna drop, we're gonna get the music like instantly, pretty much, including the album. Um, so I don't wow. know when people when it's gonna come out, but uh, Harry's um, expectation wise. I, his bag is so different now than it was when he started. Like, it's a lot more, like, inspired by older music um, mixed in with, like, trying to make it sound modern, which I, which I love. Like, Harry's House is my favorite Harry album. Uh, I do want him to sing more. Like, use that. He's got a great voice, and he's 
relying less and less on that as his albums go on and more reliance on like the in- the instrumentals which is fine and like the sound of the song uh but he's got one of my favorite vocals i just wanted to let it rip once in a while uh which he used to do he did it on fine line he did it on his on self-titled and then the last one i have is kehlani oh my Ooh. god listen 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 when i went and looked at their instagram and i saw all the posts was gone except for the album announcements i was like oh it's happening i don't know when it's happening i don't know i don't know but it's happening and kehlani categorically is one of the most incredible artists out right now and she has been for a very very long time i need everybody to tap the fucking like please like because kaylani well incredibly sung incredibly written excellent storytelling it makes you cry it makes you want to shake your ass it makes you want like she got everything just everything over there and then on top of that an incredible performer like I'm scared of what them ticket prices gonna look like because the last tour I barely got in the chart. I'm not playing. I'm not like Kaylani is she she's grown at a very good like pace, consistently like getting higher and higher and higher, like closer to like mm-hmm. mainstream, mainstream, but like I need I need everybody to tap in. So like I think she can elevate a big a big part of that was during um lockdown when she was doing the like she invented quarantine videos i don't care she invented she was the first person to do a music video she created her own yes created her own production company shout out to uh, honey productions listen and made her own music video she was the first person to do it and never got credit she started that shit. everybody who yeah. made music videos during COVID after that they could it's because of kaylani god damn it so yes i'm excited she's an innovator she's incredible yeah, and, like, uh, I, she's I have she could write too i want to make one correction really really fast oh. I, just, I just talked about harry last week i said harry was the most streamed artist ever and someone commented on that that wasn't it's not a f- fact in that sentence what i mean is He's the most streamed artist efficiency wise. Like his songs have been the fastest to accumulate the streams that they have ever. Mm. So like if mm. at his pace, he would end up being the most streamed artist ever. Gotcha. That's, that's well, I have two talking about the most streamed artist, which I mean he's up there, but also um the weekend just hinted at his conclusion of the trilogy. Um Oh, he did because he's been dropping every like two years, and I think it's been two years since Dawn is in now, right? Yeah, um, so for that, I have gigantic expectations again because After Hours and Don FM are just fantastic, and I think he could have a ridiculously good trilogy here. Uh, talking about the storytelling, the musicality, all of it. I mean, it just took him to another level of superstardom as it should have. Um, Don FM is so cool, it's so cool, man. Like the whole, yeah. The whole uh, idea of like the radio play song by song thing with Jim Carrey, so innovative, yeah, cool. so innovative. Yeah, I, I'm I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. Um, I I love those two albums so much. So yeah, I just have big expectations. Y'all y'all got any thoughts about the weekend or no? No. Don FM is like so different from After Hours way different yeah. which is which was really exciting because i didn't want another regurgitation of after hours when he released on fm like i went into it like okay after hours is like historically good but we already got after hours i really hope this is nothing like that and it's it was totally different so now i wonder how yeah. he does, i wonder how he does that again is what is what i'm curious about for sure i definitely want it to be way different 
Yeah. I'm going to go back to Harry for a second because I feel like what you said about vocals and things is the reason why I have not been able to get into him the way that I want to. Because Fine Line is definitely my favorite out of the two because mm-hmm. of his vocals. And I realized yep. it once you said that. I was like, why did I enjoy Harry's house as much as like the other one? It's because on Fine Line, he was singing like down a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm and I need, yeah. I need that. Fireline has falling, so you're probably talking about that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's was like, like it's a, it's a ballad where he's like, "I'm falling again, falling again, I'm falling." And he's like, really belting, like really belting. It's beautiful. Yeah, because I don't have any. I didn't listen to One Direction, so I have no like preconceived like opinions about his voice or anything. So I was just taking it as what he gave me. So when I listened to the most recent one, I was like, "Oh, he's not really like singing, singing on this one. It's a lot of the instrumentals, not, good, good really- instrumentals. You know what I mean? Like good instrumentals. But it wasn't like it, it wasn't as vocally heavy. And y'all know, I love that you guys called me a vocal purist. That's kind of a compliment. <laughs> I know it wasn't meant that way, but I, but I appreciate that. I do. I connect to the voice more than anything else. So. I, I'll, I'll definitely be listening. I want to hear his, yeah, his range too. Men just gotta, naturally have a wider range than women anyway. It irritates the fuck out of me. Uh, but yeah, I want to see. When, I want to see what else he can do. When we're off this, my he has my favorite cover of all time because of his voice in it. I gotta send it to you when we're off this. He covers Girl Crush, and I, when we're off of this, I'll send it to you. It's fucking beautiful. I, I have one more. I just got one more. Big Sean teased the album this year. Big Sean's like my favorite rapper. So I'm really? excited about that. I also hope it's 2088 part two. I hope we get that. Because um, it's been a while since Janae's dropped the album too. So, mm-hmm. um, and they also haven't dropped the album yet since they've had a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that would be cool to drop a 2088 part two. Uh, I'm happy because it's been like, I was, I was a big Sean fan before he like blew up. And, um, He's always had this reputation of being kind of corny and people not liking him very much and being underrated and all that kind of stuff. But he's he's beating the allegations lately. <laughs> Everybody on Twitter is always liking these verses he's dropping, like because he's done some features and stuff. And also his last album was just like amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm hyped to have a big Sean era where most people actually like talking about it. Okay, because I'm always in defensive mode when it comes to Big Sean. So I hope he drops it and it's actually really dope to a lot of people so I can like celebrate it this time instead of like getting on people. Um, <laughs> did his, yeah, last, I hope, did his last album have the Friday Night Cypher song? It's the only song I heard off of it. Yeah, but that's song was bad. I just, I just uh, like it because Eminem's got a verse in it. It was just so long though, but he it's has like, so many good like songs on Detroit on too. Oh my God. Like he has so many good songs on there. Um, But yeah, I, I'm ready for it. Uh, Cause also he's another artist that really always has songs based on kind of like what he's going through. So I want to know, y'all know I've been adamant about having these rappers make songs about being a dad. Um, Cause they all just don't do it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope he does because he's been very vocal about it, like on social media and stuff like that, like being a dad and what it means to him and everything like that. So I hope it's in the music. I want it to be in the music. Make somebody please make fatherly tracks for Bobby. He asks please. for this all the time. Drake, you have please. a son. We know now. Make well, a father not gonna, that's track. Not gonna, that one's not gonna happen. It's like we get Dear Mama. We have a lot of songs about people's moms. Let's have some songs about our kids, people. Come on now. Come on. We yeah, can do put it. Put it in the art. Please. Yeah. It's because most people <laughs> Well, you got the, the, the just run back mockingbird. <laughs> I got you, bro. Well, how how old is that song? It's really old. Exactly. Like, has there been like a 
a classic <laughs> rap song about like a kid since then? I can't. I can't think of one. Not that I know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, uh, I speak, think of one. We, there is one other person, if it's even worth talking about. But ASAP just said recently that Rihanna was working on it. Is it even I don't worth? Believe, I'm not believing shit until it's in my Apple Music. I'm not. <laughs> is it even, is it even worth the discussion? I'm <laughs> if she does, and she's pregnant then, again, then, right? What? Uh, I have no idea. No. Oh, maybe again? I, thought, maybe I thought she just had then. two kids. Maybe it was a fake you post. I, I, I thought I saw something. That, maybe you it was. I don't know. I thought I just saw something that said she was pregnant again, but it could have been like a fake. You know, there's a ton of fake stuff on Twitter. I didn't look oh into it because I didn't really care that much. So. If she dropped this year, it'd be, it'd be the biggest year ever in music. I feel like that would be insane if Rihanna like if dropped, dropped this year. Like if she, you know, I feel like her albums aren't ever really that big. What? Anybody feel like that? Is that not true? <laughs> I don't know. That is such a not fact. A not maybe just, fact. Maybe, I, maybe just, it, I mean, she always has like fact. gigantic singles. She always has gigantic singles, but none of her albums were like huge. I mean, it's been so long. Anti was huge, bro. Anti not really. Was Humon, not really. Anti wasn't humongous. Am I confused? What? I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I think it's like it's not like a um. Well, the I feel like the albums are always big because the singles are so big. But I feel like the album is like look. I feel like Anti was like her um. Wasn't that like like one of her like most acclaimed albums? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like. If yeah. any of her albums were like, I feel like anti is kind of like huge. what, like, if she would have put out an album after that, I feel like it would have been like, anti is one of those, like, there's like seven singles off of it, like, every single anti song yeah, loud sure. was an incredible album and did, you very, know, all the very, singles very, very well. Am I, am I, am I wrong? I could be wrong here. I don't know. I just always felt I, like I, 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 believe, I, could be I believe you were incorrect. I believe. I know she has yes. like the most gigantic singles ever, but I feel like when it comes to like those statistics with albums, they're never like. She like wrong the, about God, that? She had to join the new age of of because I was talking about statistics. I was talking about the analytics when I was saying it, not like cultural. Oh relevance. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was talking well, about like yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't care about numbers, oh, yeah. so you probably you might be right. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Because <laughs> if it, like 2016 feels like the last biggest year to me. Like of yeah. is that when anti came out? Anti has never left the charts. Be clear, Jeez. never left the charts. Eight years, why? It's been on the charts yeah. for eight years. You know that album's amazing. Still listening. Same with Control. Never left yeah. the charts. Never left. That was the year of uh, Bieber as well. Like Bieber just owned the whole year with uh. What year? Every was that? every purpose. Purpose. Why do I keep thinking the album's called Promise? It is not. Wait, what was the single for that? Purpose, Purpose has the, a uh, single for that. What do you mean? Do, 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 do. Oh, ha- yeah. It has what do you mean? Sorry. Love yourself. No pressure. No, um, I still listen to um, where are you now? In my personal favorite, all the time. Ghost. Isn't Ghost on there? Ghost is on his new album. Oh, shit. Never mind. Um, Not um, <laughs> the Martin Luther King album. <laughs> I'll show I heard you that shit on the radio. I was like, this is an ass. <laughs> I, I like Ghost. I like Ghost a lot. I'll show you is my favorite from Purpose. I'll show Actually, you. That was 2015. It oh, was. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. It was, wrong. it was late 2015. I guess yeah. I was thinking about the. He just owned 2016, I guess, because he dropped it late. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Bieber, before we get out of here, uh, we dropped our cultural appropriation draft uh, over on Patreon. <laughs> Bobby's incredible idea that he said. Oh, I think it was last week on the episode we we filmed. 
We filmed the cultural appropriation draft. We drafted our <laughs> favorite cultural appropriators, <laughs> and it's over on our Patreon if you guys want to go check that out. We also went into kind of like yeah. entertainers, too, like actors and stuff. Michael um, picked actors. It's like so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we and Bobby were like, what? Crazy. A lot of actors. <laughs> But Justin Bieber and uh, Justin Timberlake led the way. I won't spoil yeah. the rest, but y'all should go check that out if you want. I got Thanks. Bieber in case anybody cares. I was very impressed. Thank you I guys so much for watching. Give us a big thumbs up. Like the video. It helps us a lot. Hit that subscribe button. Come on back every week. We'll be here. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.